What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the internationally known wake-up show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle Channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The King of Kings, the King of Content, and the Speaker of Truth, yours truly, the Notorious One. A.K.A. Mr. Coachalini, better known as the Prognosticator, Coach Stradamus. And you're in the Desert Storm Bunker with EWF. That is every woman's fantasy, also known as the whole effing show. The Morpheus of the Mating Matrix, the Chocolatey Confucius, the Back Moses of this, the Deliverer, the Unbinder, the Undebatable, the Undisputed Best Edutainment here on YouTube, the CEO Nigaro of Fixes Binds LLC, also known as Sincere, Sincere Senior Gregorio Greybeard, also Mr. Notrabajo, and... I have another one. Oh, Mr. Third Leg, Greg. And not only that, I'm CGAC, God Allah, and I be the 10-time demonetized, demonetized champion of YouTube. Mr. Biggs is back, and we are back in here heavy with a great show for you today, and we're going to ask uh, successful men. We got a YouTuber here that has done some video research on men who make a lot of money. I got money. And he's going to have a conversation that is very much much interesting for people who are looking at this from a, a position of purple pillness, the hope strategy, and maybe you're trying to be successful yourself and go by the data that says 85% of men in the top 10% are in fact married. But who are they married to? Are they married to career-oriented women or do they prefer a stay-at-home mom? And they're going to do this interview in Newport Beach, California, which is some of my old territory, lived in Newport Beach, California, for 10 years. All right. Shout out to you. And um, yes, we're going to actually talk about talk to a lot of the, the, the men there. Well, I'm not going to talk to them. They're going to talk to them. And they're going to, in fact, find that do successful men in these marriages in which 85 percent of men are married. The men in the top 10 percent. Do they want a career oriented woman? So I could focus on my career. Or do they, in fact, want a stay-at-home mom? Interesting conversation. We got XQC stopping by to announce that marriage is a scam. And if you don't know the irony of that, XQC is a purple pill. Well, he was more of a blue pill beta. And he was definitely on the 12 cents of Cheesemist in the last episode and was an honorable mention before. And XQC has doubled down, experienced one divorce. And his divorce was not really a divorce, but he had a woman that claimed he was married through common law. And then she tried to divorce him under common law marriage, and it didn't work out. He actually won the case, but he spent excessive amount of dollars defending his uh, defending his non-marriage. And now he says marriage is a scam. <laughs> now his marriage is a scam all of a sudden. Uh, what happened, XQC? You were over there arguing with one Andrew Tate about uh you know uh his philosophy on life you thought he was a you thought he was ignorant and now marriage is a scam all right this ninja who hurt you who hurt you somebody hurt this ninja all of a sudden marriage is a scam these gumps never learn man hey listen i always tell you it's not a matter of if it's not it's a matter of when and uh guys if you ever go through a divorce you will fit, realize 
Ninja, what was this about? As a matter of fact, we have a female divorce attorney that will make an appearance on our show. She's a female family law court uh, officer of the court. And she's going to come in and tell us who's the worst person who acts the worst during a divorce, the husband or the wife. All right, so she have a female. Uh, listen, we have to take it with a grain of salt. It's a female divorce attorney. But, you know, the grift will continue, but at least she's honest. We actually had another female divorce attorney tell us um, who is the worst career woman to divorce. All right, we got to get this. This is going to be an enlightening show. We have toxic women. But let me see what other uh, things we're talking about. Oh, women being toxic. We have some wild Reddit stories. And we also have Straggle Once Nigga and Doom and Gloom, uh, Gloom CGA. But without further ado, buckle your seatbelt and enjoy. Off we go with the best entertainment here on YouTube. So do me a favor, hit that like button. You in here with the King of Kings. There's nobody above me. All right, but it is what it is. You have to affirm it. You have to believe it in order to receive it. And that's what we're going to do. Okay. Um, and uh, let's get into the show. Uh, dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app. Bimmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal is paypal.me backslash. Coach Greg Adams and that be pinned to the top of the live chat on the free agent lifestyle channel where you can super chat. New, 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 new world. On the notorious CGA channel. Has the Epstein list dropped yet? Nope. Epstein list uh, is not dropped yet. Oh, boy. Okay, at least I got another day before I hot. Never mind. All right, anyway, let's get to the girl. earlier contributions. Albert Wesker says career wife or stay-at-home mom. I'll choose the free agent lifestyle, which is peace, quiet, and freedom. For life, for life. All right, Albert also says Aisha Curry in that thumbnail got me rolling. All right, Aisha Curry is in the thumbnail. I can't even see my thumbnail right now. All right, but uh, Aisha Curry's in that thumbnail looking very housewifey, and uh, she was acting. All right, everybody was lost their shit. Remember when Aisha came out and she was all, all chunky and shit? And she came out and she said, I want to be out here in these goddamn streets too. In these streets. Everybody was all sad. Ninjas was like, Aisha Curry was our last hope. She was the last righteous, pure woman. Now she's a skeezer. Yeah, she wanted to go out here. Aisha was sitting up there like, Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. Yeah, she's sexy. All right. Uh, she is sexy. But, yeah, she didn't want to have to work and bake bread. She's like, shit, I'm trying to be out here in these streets. These skeezers ain't working. Should give me my OnlyFans. <laughs> All right, anyway, right here. All right, MC Amster says, used to be homemaker, Susie homemaker. A house is not a home. That's from Luther Vandross, if you don't know. All right, I love me some Luther. Pause. Daniel McGee says, it's too draining dealing with their BS daily free agent lifestyle for life. I ain't built for this. Shout out to Greedy Greg in the building. Shout out to Greg. All right. Shout, shout out to you, brother. And Greg says, when I was married, I left it up to my ex to work or stay home. She chose to work and increased our debt and home size. Once our money decisions were made, she flipped and wanted to be at home. Ninja, you can't win. Hey. That's a classic bait and switch, all right? And so the marriage will does uh, exist where the woman changes their mind and women always have the right to change their mind. I can change my mind. You change your mind and they implode, right? So how it works is on the marriage will in phase number three, which is the lower right-hand corner, if a woman, it says right there, if a woman changes her mind, what will, one of the mind changes that she'll have is that she'll either, if she's a stay-at-home mom, she'll want to go to work, 
or if she's a working mom, she'll flip to stay at home. Now, either one of these decisions are going to mess you up. All right, like Aisha Curry, she wanted to be Susie Homemaker and have an image of a clean woman. Then she saw these skeezers trying to win, and she said, I want to be a skeezer. That, that's a classic flip in which it changes the dynamic of your entire relationship, so much so that you might not have married the woman under the new circumstance, right? So if the woman changes her mind midstream in a relationship, you might not have chose her based on that. You would have been like, nah, I don't want that. You might not have chose her. So that's how drastic the decision is. And that will dictate a, a lot of what you see here. Now, because of the income is higher, uh, your income was higher as a dual income and uh, you had more debt and you had a larger domicile. Well, when she flips to stay at home, now you can't afford that lifestyle. Can't afford it. It's a dynamic switch. Um, so, um, yes, men do this too. Women are like, men do it too. You were gainfully employed, W-2, normie, corporate chicken balker, and then you went and started a business doing remote control cars. Yes, yes. Mm. Yes, that shit happens. But, uh, <laughs> all right, anyway, yes. Uh, who is in here? Shout out to Peruvian Heat. What's up, coach? He says, you crack me up when you say women always go to Sky Daddy to bail them out from their dumb ish. Hit me with the. Now I got to cut you. Yeah, Sky Daddy does not exist. You cannot debate me and turn to Sky Daddy in the middle of you getting waxed. All right, I was waxed. I be waxing that ass like rain dance. And uh, women and men sometimes pause. Want to turn to Sky Daddy. Well, Sky Daddy. All right, do not turn to Sky Daddy when I'm whipping your ass. All right, Adams316 says, you cannot invoke Sky Daddy when I'm beating your ass in a debate. Sky Daddy ain't here right now. All right, I'm the omnipotent one. I'm the ever-present. All right, you, you can't go to Sky Daddy when you're losing a debate. That's rule number one. Now, here's an exception. If you start the debate with Sky Daddy, I can choose to engage in the debate or not. You might be win by you might win by default, because if you stop if you start with Sky Daddy, then I have no room to even discuss it. I will be like, well, you started with that shit. <laughs> All right, but now when I'm beating you, you can't pull out you can't pull out uh you can't pull out your Sky Ghost and then try to <laughs> keep Sky Daddy out of this shit. All right, anyway, people are offended already. Did I piss? Did I say something? I say something wrong. All right. Anyway, shout out to Charles Brown says, Coach, when you said Sharkeisha, I almost cried. LOL. And Keandre, Sharkeisha. <laughs> All right. Remember Sharkeisha? Wheeland says, uh, Career wife boss, Biatch. He says, Nope. Nope. Stay at home parasite. Nope. No. All right. Ninjas don't want neither one of them. All right. Y'all don't want no women. Y'all don't want to marry out here. I know y'all scared of marriage. Marriage is a scam, according to XQC. And um, listen, listen, y'all go find out the hard way. All right, we got a couple of brothers here. Let me acknowledge them. Uh, this is Kalen. What did Kalen have to say? He says, Coach, I have a New Year's resolution for 2024. If men shouldn't call women 304s after sleeping with them, then women shouldn't say that men are bad in bed after bragging about 304s. That's a lot to think about this morning. <laughs> All right, that's a lot to think about. That was a pivot. That was quite the pivot. All right. That was quite the pivot. Um, 
Shout out to Andrew Grove says neither one, the stay-at-home mom profession is dead because they get bored so easily that they cheat and resent resentment comes in and career women is even worse. Free agent lifestyle for life. All right, interesting. Yes. All right. Yes. And, and but here's the thing. A lot of women are trying to get married and trying to figure out where to get married. And they're trying to figure out do they want to be a career woman or stay at home wives. I, I do have some women here that they, they want to be they want to be taken care of. Shout out to Cesar Ramirez is in the building. All right, and no government name SD says, hey, did you see the Harvard professor resigned? This was last night as the show went off, and I had covered it earlier in the show. All right, um, all the people uh, worried about that lizard-looking woman losing her job for cheating on her dissertation. <laughs> all right, anyway, and he also says this girl I know, got, wait, this girl that I know got laid off from her corporate job and she got certified as a yogi instructor and is already teaching. See, coach, some of these boss ladies do bounce back. He says, always thanks for your content, coach. All right, she left the corporate job. She like she left a fake job and got a real one, all right? The corporate industry really works on people who are young, you know what I mean? Because you're like, oh, I'm going to get a job. And then you get a job, and your job is essentially like, a traditional job, you go in, you do your training, you get your little clipboard, and you get your little pen, and you can take your little notes, you know what I mean? It's kind of like extended education. It's like school, but you get paid for it this time, and you get to sit there in your little station, in your little desk, in your little, it's kind of like extended education, and then you get to listen to it, and you have a hierarchy, you're like, this is great, I got a job, and they give me a salary, all right, and you got your little benefits to Osh Gosh Bagosh, and you get your little lens crafter uh, eye eye insurance. You get to get glasses. I get two pieces. Of, I get two pair of glasses for my entire family. You get your little health benefits. HR comes down. You fill out your little forms. How many dependents do you have? Zero. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You get your little badge and your little name tag and your little office badge or your little desk badge. You're like, oh, boy, I have a job. I'm so responsible. I'm a company man. You get your little key fob. You get your little key fob and your little key ID thing. Beep. You get to get into the building. Open the door. All right. I can access several floors. You get in your little elevator and you get in there with your little key thing. All right. And then you press your little button. I'm going to floor number eight. <laughs> you walk to your little desk. All right. You get there and you got your little desk all set up and your picture with you on vacation. You can't wait to get a picture of the wife and the kids there. You got your little dog picture. You get your little two weeks of vacation. You're going to be ready to go. All right. Yes, I got a job. <laughs> your flex bidding account. <laughs> You got your little coffee bug and your 15-minute break. All right, you're 45 minutes at the lunch truck. All right, Hector, pull up at the lunch truck. <laughs> All right, you got your little name badge and you took your little picture straight up, flat on. <laughs> Company bad-ass ninja. All right, man. <laughs> and you get your... <laughs> All right, you get your little, you get the little dress up for work. You get your little polo shirt and your little dockers and your penny loafers. You're like, I'm dressed for corporate. All right. <laughs> All right. 
Shout out to my corporate brothers. He said, he said, you laugh. Yeah, yeah. You push some papers around and you push your pencils around and you get your little desk and your little mug with the pencils and papers with the little pencils and pens in it. Oh, man. <laughs> Shout out to you. No, listen. Listen. Hey, man. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love all. Remember, I get everybody. Everybody did. Today's your day. You get your little Microsoft Outlook. They get to invite you into your little meetings. Will you be at the 9 o'clock meeting? Will you be at the 10 o'clock Zoom? Mm. <laughs> Hawaii shirt day on Friday, ass ninjas. Oh, I love y'all, man. All right. Hey, man. Listen, shout out to y'all, man. Listen, I love y'all corporate guys. Okay. <laughs> You go to Office Depot, you get your little stuff for your desk. All right, I'm going to get all of these things for my little desk. All right, your little pen, your little pen holder, a little mesh cup. All right, man, let me stop. <laughs> mm. All right, let me, yeah, everybody catch wreck. All right, anyway, let's get, let's get into y'all. And listen, a lot of corporate people watch me, so I, I love y'all, man. I love y'all. It's all in fun. Anyway, let's get to today's show. Doom and gloom, CGA, let's go. All right, doom and gloom, CGA right here. We lost a couple people. They they took offense to what I was saying here, but uh, it's okay. Doom and gloom, CGA, let's get into it right here. New, new, new world Migrants. Uh, sorry, migrant encounters at the southern border reach record high in December. Three hundred and two thousand so-called migrants crossing the southern border. It's going to be a doom and gloom, man. The, it's too late, guys. I'm just here to tell you, it's too late. The cartel is running this shit. They're being transported. Across, they're giving airline tickets to these migrants and landing where they want to land. Not even you can do this. Not even you can do this right now. You cannot get anybody to move you anywhere at this particular point, but they're coming across and they're calling their shots right now. And uh, we're in the millions and millions at this point. You, you take this over three years of this recent administration that's in the office. They are replacing you, replacing you, replacing you. And yes, you might not feel it for the next year, but in the next 20 years, you're going to feel this. This is going to, by the time at the rate they procreate and mate, it's a wrap. I mean, they're going to have a, listen, they're replacing you. I've been saying this for years. They're replacing the black race by, by far. All right. Ninjas did not like that when I told you that. And that was in 2020. I was like, you're being replaced. And here we are. And of course, uh, many black communities are feeling this, um, especially in Chicago and New York. But they're replacing you. They done with y'all ninjas. They done. <laughs> All right, ring the bell on y'all. They done gave y'all a try. And by the way, you want to hear some more crazy shit about this? If you think I'm lying, uh, look at what gruesome Governor Newsom did um, in California. California becomes the first U.S. state to offer health insurance. Um, to all illegal migrants, costing taxpayers $3.1 billion. Ninja. New, 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 new world order. This is crazy. This is crazy, man. I think, to be honest with you, 
Um, I don't know this for sure, but it seems like the Democrats are in bed with the cartel. I mean, that's just at, at this point, that's the only line uh, I can draw here. Or they're in bed with China. I have no idea what's going on here. This is absolutely a farce of a system here. But yes, you're being replaced. You're being replaced. The lower to middle class and the, you know, the African-American race in this country, you're at the bottom now. You now have less than illegal migrants have. I mean, in terms of health care and support and give outs and free handouts and, you know, more or less at some point, particular point, um, they are going to also, um, they're also going to give them access to, you know, much more things here. I had a thought that I just slipped my mind. But, yeah, man, they're going to be in better position than even people that have been here and have ancestry here for many, many years. But uh, this is no different than, than, than what people experienced from the earlier migration of immigrants um, in the 1880s, if you will, in the 1890s going into. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be the new America. New, 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 new world order. Um, this is the new America right here. California is. I'm glad I got the hell up out of there, man. I'm glad I got the hell up out of there. He says, I'm talking too loud. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, this is again. I mean, these are where my mind goes. And uh, by the way, this does have to do because people will say this is political. Stop talking politics. I'm like, this has to everything to do with the future of our country. Right. And what you're going to do in relationships and all of that shit, where you're going to exist, where your money's going to be. That's where it's going to be, man. It's going to be. It's, it's going to be really, really interesting going forward here. But good luck. Buckle your seatbelts on here. Oh, by the way, CGA predicted this. I predicted this. <laughs> All right, what did I say? Um, for people always, because I'm always patting myself on the back and people don't believe me. By the way, people don't believe me. Like, you, you barely just found me a year ago, right? And you guys think that I came in after the wave of the popularity. I was popular before the wave of the red pill, right? I was popular before the pandemic. Right. I was popular before people became popular on this space. So I was calling shit out long time ago. And with this being said, I said there are five things that are going to change the direction of our country. One, World War Three. Number two, mass immigration. Number three, a plague. And I said this in 2019. And number four, a religious awakening. And number five. Number five is going to be I forgot. All right. Anyway, what, what? Why am I forgetting? Uh, mass immigration, World War Three, religious awakening, terrorism was another one uh, right there. What's the last one? Nostradamus has been oh uh, a plague. I I said this in before COVID. Before COVID was a known thing. I was like this. These things could be crazy. Uh, and it just said eye syphilis. Uh, see, I've been on this. The pulse is on this. I, I'm missing my major one. Um, what is the oh economic collapse of epic proportion? All right, the economic collapse. I was like an epic, economic collapse. This was in 2019. I was like this, and boom, here we are, 2023, 2024, and I called it all, <laughs> and I called it at a point where everybody was living Kooji like a moth. Anyway, man. Yeah, an economic collapse of epic proportion. That, that's what I said. So anyway, man, I know, man, it's tough being me. All right, here it is. Uh, this guy right here, and yes, this ninja's reading Rainbow. So get it out right now. All right, but this guy's going to talk about why teachers are leaving education, and he's going to highlight some things that I highlighted yesterday. I figured I would leave his message up here for the Doom and Gloom CGA show. Teachers are leaving education. I'm a first year high school English teacher. This is definitely going to be my first and last year teaching. I was made very quickly aware 
of the fact that this is not the profession for me. It is absolutely astonishing and scary how your kids are 14, 15 years old and still do not have the proper reading skills. And I'm not talking about the ESC kids, the 504s, the, e, uh, the IEP kids. I'm talking about your everyday regular Joe Schmo from Kokomo kid who does not know how to read and write at the level that they should. And the problem is, is that they don't care to learn how to do those things correctly. I can't teach the class because your kid wants to be a disruption, because your kid wants to be on their phone, because your kid does not give a flying about their education. The problem really, I mean, yes, the problem is your kid. The problem is also you as a parent, but the problem is also the administration who continuously makes these stupid excuses for these kids' bad behavior. Why in the world are you still talking about COVID? Every time these kids act up, it's always, well, they're, they spent two years in COVID. So did everybody else. That was two years ago. At what point are we gonna stop blaming COVID for these kids' bad behavior? At what point are we gonna stop making these excuses for these kids? They are the problem. When you are stopping your teacher from being able to teach the entire class because you don't want to follow. I am a. All right. All right. There he is right there. And I actually ironed out some of these problems. Trust me. I worked in education. Um, I worked on university campuses and I worked closely as volunteering for school districts and working close to administrators. I've seen what they have to do and put up with and children. I mean, public school is a nuisance. It's a farce. It is an absolute farce. It's a joke. And it starts with the parents. The parents are an absolute joke. All right. Parents are an absolute joke in the public school system. Okay. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with them. All right. So they're the number one problem. Now, problem number two is the student, but that stems from the parent. Problem number three is these wuss ass academia educators. They're garbage. Garbage. Much of them are doing more political stuff than they are for the kids. So you got that problem. And number four are the teachers. All right. So I'll put teachers there, uh, but I don't expect much out of these individuals. All right. Because those who cannot do teach. All right. Because most people, most teachers are not very good uh, educators. Right. They're not very good teachers uh, and they're not good at what they do. So they choose to teach. In fact, uh, teachers, most of the time, people don't desire to become a teacher. They settle to become a teacher um, because of what teaching is in our country. They don't make a lot of money. Um, a lot of people try to take teaching as an easy way route out of their own educational system, often doing way more education than you possibly would need through certifications. Uh, people are B and C students choosing to teach at the last second, get their cert because it's an easy path during their college education. And, and, and I've seen it. Trust me, I've seen it. When I was in college, I saw all the people. When they start separating people, um, even in my own major, they start separating people. Okay, you could go here, 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 here. All the all the B minus and C plus C minus students always went to teaching. <laughs> all right, they went to teaching when it was time to qualify here and take the GRE and go to grad school or be a be a physical therapist. Less and less people were over on that side. All right, so in a sense, you find that teachers are often oftentimes the middle to low performers in their college academia. They're the laziest by far. Then when you get into these other pseudo academia programs, you know, these English and political science and this shit, they're always overweight and, and, and can't do shit. All right. So anyway, they have, they're a problem too because they toothless, clawless. They got no power and they are all bend over to the administrators who are just some fairies at the, be, at the beginning. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Hey, I teach you the real. Yes. And a lot of them are Marxist infiltrators trying to infiltrate it to the weak, weak point of your uh, home, which is your kids. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. All right. Doom and gloom CG. I think that's it. All right. Enough of this already. Let's get out of here. Yes, they toothless. All right, they toothless. They bend over to the administrators. All right, them damn teachers. Well, the administrator says, uh, I actually got into a situation where I could have took over a school. <laughs> All right. I was so influential, I could have took over a school. Like, the administrators love me so much uh, because, you know, typically people like that, they they are ballless. You know, they there's a lot of people who are, are scared, scared individuals. Uh, people that bound down and bend to these hierarchies, um, they're funny, you know what I mean? Because they got to play the game. And then when you come as an outsider into a hierarchy that is irrelevant to you, then you can just tell people about themselves. And that was what I was able to do in, in this certain school district. And I will not go even any further, but they liked me because I didn't take no shit. I'd be like, man, I ain't got no time for that. So they'll be like, well, that's the, that's the superintendent. I was like, that don't mean nothing to me. <laughs> right? That's the, that's the game you're playing. You're playing that game where that person's powerful. That person don't mean shit to me. See, a lot of people don't realize that. You guys are playing a game where you have a hierarchy that you try to get people scared of, but you're not playing that game. You're like, I'm not playing that game. I don't care who the superintendent is. I don't even care who the fucking secretary is. But I'm going to tell you what, I'd probably be more friends with the secretary than the superintendent. It's the same thing, man. These, these games y'all play, like, for instance, even at your corporate job, I can walk into your building and you'll be like, watch out. That's the C-suite executive vice president. So what does that mean to me? Zero. <laughs> right. Anyway, until they call security. Until they call security. But a lot of these people are powerless outside of the dynamic of their own employee. Employee. So y'all be probably put shit. You be putting shit in front of me. That's a lawyer. So. Who cares, <laughs> right? That lawyer don't mean nothing to me unless we're in the courtroom, and even then, that's the game they're playing. <laughs> that's the game they're playing. None of these people don't mean anything unless you're in their little system. That means if I'm an employee in their little system, it means something. If I'm in jail, all the CEOs and all of the people working the jail and the police, and the, they mean something when I'm in their little system. When I'm out their system, it, they're useless to me. That shit don't mean nothing. All right, so anyway, you got to gotta realize that. But also, you got to cuff your balls out here. What do we got here? What do we got here? Shout out to uh, Macaroni Tony says, yes, that's exactly why I see through it. When I, uh, when a certain, wait, uh, did you really mean to put this? Wait here. Okay, I think you said yes. That's why exactly, that's exactly why I see through it. When certain NWO says minorities, it's a catch-all term. Okay, so I get what you're saying there. Yeah, minorities does not mean black. Minorities does not mean black. Yeah, so uh, they've taken that away. Uh, you guys fell for that. The black people fell for that. That was your mama and them. That was your mama and them who fell for that uh, during the civil rights movement. You fell for that. And Martin Luther King signed that off, by the way. <laughs> Martin Luther King signed that off. 
uh, by calling you, labeling you minorities, it initially meant black. But you ninjas failed to understand <laughs> that eventually that would be reading rainbow, lily, lint liquors, all right, fudge, uh, uh, pooter intruders, all right, duke shooters, uh, handicapped women, which women are a majority statistically, <laughs> right? So how are they a minority? Uh, POCs, pieces of shit. All right, all of these people, man. Now, now minority means everything but ninja. <laughs> right, so here we go right here. And your brother, Dr. Martin Luther the King, signed off on this shit uh, with this minority shit. It was one of the biggest hoodwink swindles of all time. That was one of the biggest finesses all time, calling you ninjas minorities. Now, a, a black man is anything but a minority. It's black women who marry white men. That's who. That's who's a minority at this point. <laughs> right? It's crazy. All right. Everything but your black ass. That's what it means. All right. But, hey, y'all fell for it. I didn't. Macaroni Tony, hard to believe a lot of folks wasn't around when you when you uh, pan fried me on the Jawan Howard incident. Trust me, it's rare that CGA misses. Indeed, yeah, man, <laughs> that was a while ago for real. That was a while ago. I get it right, missing mostly every time. Yeah, because I try not to. <laughs> I try not to. Uh, I try not to overthink it. Shout out to uh, Jay Rich in the building. He says there's a YouTube video on how society doesn't allow non-black men to, or he says does not allow black men to date white women. Interracial dating was illegal, but only enforced between black men dating white women. Okay. He says white men dating black women was not punished. I love to see you take a deep dive on this issue. It's neo-slavery. By knowing better at the 39-minute mark. Okay, there you go right there. Uh, people have talked about this. I've actually talked about this as well, about the interracial dating thing. In fact, if you look at Loving versus Virginia, Loving versus Virginia, uh, Loving versus Virginia was the first, I believe it's Loving versus Virginia. Uh, again, I'm, I'm not a big, uh, I, I don't argue against interracial dating. I, I don't mind it. Uh, but what they're saying is they're outlawing where the sensitivity is. What he's saying where the sens the sensitivity is when black men date white women. But the first big ACLU case or uh, case Supreme Court case was a very light skin, looks like a mulatto, and looks like a whole redneck right here, this ninja. All right, they wanted to get married, and interracial dating was somewhat uh, acceptable for Black women to date white men. That's where it started. And then even then, as it went forward, it's really always been black men, white woman, which was the one that has rubbed people the worst. Even from the black woman perspective, it seems to rub them the worst. Um, and it rubs them, the white male, it rubs them the worst as well. And even some white women as well. So, yeah, man, look, it's interesting. It's interesting. Somebody said, is that B Bill Burr? Uh, but yeah, man, uh, Ricky Ricardo and Lucy was initially not acceptable. They fought that for a while, too. Uh, but mostly it was um, it was because he was associated technically with communism. And that's why she got in trouble. But yeah, that was an interracial relationship that was put on TV. And no, I mean, if Ricky Ricardo was a black man 
and Lucy are pale redhead. Forget it. That shit wasn't going on TV. So where's the problem? It definitely is with the, the black male. For sure. A lot of history related to that, though. A lot of history related to that. A lot of insecurities and shit like that. I don't know if I want to talk about it. But I'll talk about it. All right, talk about it. All right, what are we doing here? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Greg says, I make $20 an hour, spend 20 minutes or wait, I make $20 an hour, spend $20 on lunch, 10 on Starbucks, 20 on gas, but at least I got 15% off tickets to a theme park six hours away. Reverend X for the Human Resource Varicose Vein Brigade. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Oh Cut man, that bitch off. Next call. Yeah, man, man. The corporate, the corporate structure is weird. It's weird. Uh, some people really want to look to escape the rat race, and it's very difficult to do so. For those who are looking to escape the rat race, join me on Patreon.com/backslashCoachGregAdams. We teach you how to escape the rat race. You can work in corporate and still get out of the rat race, for sure. You're gonna have to do some excessive planning. But I do like that they offered you baseball tickets to some obscure game on a Thursday night. All right. Hey, we got we got Angels game tickets. All right. The corporate the corporate office is going to go to the Angels game and they're going to put us up on the scoreboard. All right. Here we go. The teacher's credit union here. All the employees at the teacher credit union. Wave your hand. All the fat girls be waving their hands. All right. Still dressed and they have corporate half recreational outfit. You ever see the corporate people? <laughs> the corporate people pissed because I'm going in on your neck. Hit me, hit me with the like button. All right, hit me with the like button real quick. Give me the 800 likes. You ever see corporate people where they do something recreational as a corporate? Right, they're going to go all to the amusement park. All right, they're going to go to the co corporate picnic. But they're dressed half corporate, half rec. Like they, they don't, instead of long dockers, they put on khaki shorts. And a polo shirt instead of your instead of your your button up shirt, you got a polo shirt and it's tucked in nice and neat. Instead of your loafers, you got on New Balance and shit. You're you're dressed like, oh, I'm here to have fun, and they put on a visor or a hat. <laughs> like you're half you're halfway dressed. The women come in yoga pants, but a blouse, like a it's not a it's a dress it's not a dressy blouse. It's a halfway <laughs> the mandatory fun. Like the women got their yoga pants, but they cover up their butt with a long shirt. They got the long oversized free T-shirt that they handed out and they put it over their shirt that they came with. <laughs> oh, it's, it's sporty casual. Everybody's there with their family. You're meeting the wife for the first time. Oh, they talk about you all the time. You got the kids. Everybody's got the attire on and shit. All right. We're having so much fun playing badminton. All right, please. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, man, shout out to the corporate people out there. Nobody's cursing. Nobody's still telling dirty jokes. Everybody's ha, 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 ha. Oh, 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 my gosh. Oh, well, have a nice day, Tom. <laughs> I love that guy. Tom is such a guy, and his wife is so beautiful. <laughs> Hi, Leslie. Hi. Pat, pat, pat on the back. Good to see you, Leslie. How was your day? 
Did you go out for New Year's Eve? Did you have fun? Did you see any fireworks? Mm. <laughs> you still can't be yourself. You still can't be yourself. You still like robot. All right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, time for a team building exercise. All right. We're going to do the trust fall. Everybody line up. All right, here we go. Pick a number out of the hat. Pick a number out of the hat. Oh, Tom, that's two numbers. Tom, put that number. Tom, you're such a bad boy. All right, pick one number. <laughs> All right, everybody. Mm. <laughs> All right, let me stop, man. Y'all leaving the show. Y'all mad at me. Y'all mad at me. Anyway. All right, Suzette, Leslie, Jennifer, and Catherine. Catherine, they're going to sing the corporate song. Let's go. All right, let me stop. <laughs> man, I would be out of there, man. I ain't doing this shit. All right, let me stop. Straggle with Sniggle Theater. Let's go. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick. You can get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's get into it real quick. This might be a short one. Let me see what's up on the first Straggle and Sniggle. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we are at the community. All right, we're going to leave the corporate people alone now. They're like, talk about these Sniggles. All right, here we go right here. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, and so apparently this Straggle is, I don't know if she's driving or on the passenger seat. You see there's a Sniggle in the background. It's quite loud and windy. But this niggle is ready to jump out of the car and this straggle is antagonizing him and threatening, basically speeding, saying he's two minutes away from his house. But this niggle then jumped out of the car. Now, here's the crazy thing about it. I'm going to replay it with a little bit of volume because it is loud. There's the wind. So look, she... Oh my God. Look at this. And look at this damn straggle. Look at this straggle. First of all, she got them stupid ass tattoos on her arm that you cannot even make out anything what it says. Uh, getting tattoos on this skin is like skywriting at night. Look at this. What is this trash? All right, that's trash. What is that shit? A blunt rose? Jesus Christ. All right, so now here, here's what you see. A uh, little baby. He definitely looked like a little baby ass ninja. Pookie. He definitely looks like a Pookie. He's holding his box of Jordans. And uh, this woman, these there's two women antagonizing him. Antagonizing him. And this is where we talk about domestic violence, right? So um, this is this is uh, two women definitely, and it might be three women. They're literally screaming at him like banshee monkeys. Yes, I said it. They're screaming at him like monkeys, and he has no other choice. He'd rather jump out of the car, and they're antagonizing him. Well, you're two minutes away from your house. Okay, this is kidnapping, by the way. And then they're also saying um, they're also speeding for no reason. They're, they're, they're speeding for no reason. Like, and, and then, essentially, they could have stopped and let him out, right? But because they don't want to stop and let him out, uh, they're, they're continuing to go at excessive speeds for no reason and turning corners. Then they call him sassy. 
This is what type of sassy boyfriend that I have. Not only that, they're recording him. So this is straight up domestic violence on their side. Then when he jumps out, they stop. So why didn't they stop before he jumped out? Why couldn't they have stopped before they jumped out? Why? Well, they're straggles and sniggles. That's why. They're emotional. They're single mother raised. So she managed to stop when he jumps out, obviously, for reasons. But you could have, he wants to get out of the car. Why can't you stop now? All right, but let me go ahead and play it, man. This is the type of bullshit that men are putting up with here. Keandre, for sure. Look at him, bro. Look at him. Why don't you stop the car? You can tell that car's driving. Why are you trying to jump out the window? Why are you trying to jump out the door? Man, Keandre, uh, don't deal with straggles. Yeah, they're speeding for for the reasons why. Why are you trying to jump out the door? Y'all, we're two minutes minutes away from his house. Look at this. Oh, my God. He can't deal with these straggles. He's being, he's, he has, um, he's being abused and assaulted by these women, for sure. Two minutes, two minutes away from his house. This is what kind of sad Can you just stop the car? This is what kind of sad Can you just stop the car, he asked. Gu- guys, that would be kidnapping, by the way. Can you just stop the car? Let me out, please. <laughs> Jesus. And look at her. I didn't realize he was going to jump out. I didn't realize it when he did at the funeral. I didn't realize he really was going to do it. By the way, if you do this, and there was a woman that actually was tried for this. Um, if you threaten a person to do uh, like self-delete, you can go to prison. What was that white girl? There was a white girl, uh, uh, a crazy looking white girl here. Let me see here. Uh, woman jail for, let me see here. Let me see if I can pull it up. There was a woman that actually, uh, a case was tried here. It was like, yeah, this woman right here with the big ass eyebrows. <laughs> Look at their eyebrows. Holy mackerel. Well, there was a young man that she was dealing with that she probably was, a, a, I think it was a friend zone guy. Well, he called her up and he was like, hey, listen, I'm thinking of taking my life. And she threatened him. She was like, do it. Do it while I'm on the phone. And, and literally they arrested her ass because he did it. He pulled the Mario. I don't know if she went to jail, though, uh, but she actually had a trial. He actually had a trial. So those women could certainly be prosecuted for their behavior. Prosecuted for their behavior. I mean, but of course, men don't press charges. And sometimes the women make themselves out to be the victim. Uh, Let's see if she actually was. um, I can't remember if she went to jail, but I'm not going to get distracted. But you see them damn eyebrows on her. Damn, that was crazy. All right, but uh, guys, this is why I have a no straggle policy. This is why I have a no straggle policy. And this woman looking like her daddy with her hair slicked on her forehead. All right. No straggles, man. No straggles. Y'all got to leave straggles alone. All right. Uh, let's go to this guy right here. Uh, this guy. Look at this ninja, right? Holy moly. Man, yo, barber. <laughs> All right. Shout out to my brother here. This ninja. Let's go ahead and play him. Pog. Pod. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah. Hey, say that bit again. Say it one more time. I'll say it slow. Pog. P A W G. Badass white girls. No, don't talk about. What you like, bro? Yeah. I like fat ass white girls, the thick time. Ooh, the yeah. types. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Yo, what I'm talking about. Okay. She's fall. Fat ass white girl. Oh. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> ninja. This ninja, right? Lord have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must 
Stay focused. This ninja is man. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. This ninja with the Al Green. Ninja said, love and happiness. Ninja said, well, something going wrong. <laughs> All right, this ninja came out with the love and happiness. Look at this ninja. Talking about pogs. All right, this must be an old internet video. Because that haircut, Ninja. But he said that's what he like. He like Pogs. Pog. Pod. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah. Hey, say that video again. Say it one more time, but say it slow. Pog. P-A-W-G. Badass white girls. Oh. Oh. Dude, don't tell me. What you like? Man, Ninja. Yeah, that brother's starving. Oh, <laughs> brother. This Ninja. Hey, bro. Yeah. I like fat ass white girls, the thick kind. Oh, the thick kind. This ninja man. Hey man, chill the fuck out, man. Yeah, you only gonna get pogs looking like that, my brother. Here we go. He's like, those are my favorite. Man, you sounding a little uh starving here. Fat ass white girls, the thick time. Oh, those are my favorite. Jesus, look at his eyes. That ninja is mesmerized with it. This ninja is struggling out here. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. I like fat ass white girls, the thick time. Oh, the yeah. Types. Yeah. Yeah, those are my favorite. Oh, my Lord, Tiger. <laughs> oh, man. Pog. Pod. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah. Hey, say that video again. Say it one more time, but say it slow. Pog, P-A-W-G, fat-ass white girls. No, don't tell me. What you like, bro? Yeah. I like fat-ass white girls, the thick time. Oh, yeah. Types. Oh. Those are my favorite. Oh, right? Jesus. Yo, talking about. Okay. <laughs> oh, this ninja out here. <laughs> hey, man, watch out for this ninja, man. This ninja out here. He's fog, fat-ass white girl. Fat-ass. Oh, man, he looks, he too happy about saying this shit, ninja. Okay. Hey, man, I listen. Everybody got their preference, man. Everybody got their preference. Oh, my. Uh, but you a little, you a little witty here. <laughs> Just, oh, man, let me see something here. Let me see if I can find him. I do, I do see that he was in a band. Uh, or somebody was in a band back in the day. <laughs> Let me see if I can find this ninja. All right. Oh, I can't find him. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did find him. Uh, yeah, I think he was in a band back in the day right there. Maybe that's his daddy uh, looking right here. Ron Isley in the front ass ninja. All right. The old school player ass haircut. Ninja, we need to bring this back right here. Can we bring this shit back? Too many mulattoes. Too many mulattoes to bring this shit back. Y'all can't get y'all shit puffy like this. These ninjas got, they don't got tight curls no more. They got big loose curls today. That ninja out there starving with the. He like Pog. <laughs> Pog in the game. All right, whoosh. I ain't seen a starving ninja like that in a minute. Ladies, I'm pretty sure y'all seen one. All right, y'all see these starving ninjas out here. Uh, Straggle and Theater. Uh, we do have an attorney. Oh, this is the second attorney. Okay, we have an attorney. Uh, here she is right here. This woman's going to reveal the spectrum. Let's go with it. Before I was a lawyer, I was a dancer, right? And I did other various things within nightlife. And before I was a dancer or a scripper, I was an alleged 
criminal, right, that had been arrested a couple of times. And before I was an alleged criminal, I was homeless in college, right, living out of my car, going around my college campus trying to look for food in the trash cans. And before I was homeless in college, dumpster diving, I was living on my own at like 15 or 16 years old in this little Section 8 studio apartment where I pulled in a bed from the dumpster that was infested with bed bugs in a pot where I would heat water and I would dump it into the tub so it was the only way I could take a warm bath and those were literally the only two things I had, right? right. And before I was living on my own, I had dropped out of high school and I was attempting to be a janitor while also trying to get my GED or an online high school like diploma so I can go to college. And so pretty much I'm telling you all of this to let you know that going into 2024, stop listening to miserable men with unwashed asses that are trying to put limitations on you. The patriarchy is a fucking lie, right? You can go out there and do anything you want. It does not matter what background you came from. It does not matter what limitations men try to put you on. Go out there and show them that perseverance is stronger than privilege. Before I was Wow, well, me, I'm lady, man, patriarchy. I'm trying to figure out what that mean. <laughs> That was a lot. Uh, she's a lawyer, all right? Uh, also was a scripper as well. I think this is her here. She's like, I was a business owner. Uh, you was a scripper, right? Scripper for dollars. Definitely is on the dark side with all them hand tattoos. And, of course, she was a scripper. That means she definitely sold some puss. Let's play the date. Yeah. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. All right. You left out the part where you used to do lines of coca, though. You left that part out because I know that there was lines of coca or at least one crack pipe, all right? You left out the fentanyl and the crack, too. All right, but I'm not judging here because, yes, I actually have been down bad and homeless and in a bad economic situation, but I did not sell puss or strip and or smoke dope, all right? But, of course, them hand tattoos tell me otherwise that you've done so. All right, you left that part out. But, of course, listen, no judgments here. Congratulations to this young lady here. Uh, the patriarchy stuff, uh, that's not necessary. You sound like you hate men. You definitely sound like you hate men, and it's probably because you used to sell puss, all right? But that's neither here nor there. All right, and then also, the spectrum is real. The spectrum is real. And look at them eyes. That screams coca, all right? It screams there's some coca there. But of course, yes, she used to gobble bananas and whatnot. Shout out to Donovan Sharp. Uh, she's definitely on the Wicca or the witchcraft. And I'm not making any judgments. I'm glad she got on her grind. But this does, and this woman's doing all of this under 40. She's definitely under 40. Uh, but as you can tell, uh, what, what at the as a result, she has all of this hate and pissed up uh, uh, piss and vinegar uh, related to these things here. And at the end of it, she's an attorney. She's an attorney at the end of it. So now she's trying to put this motivational message out here, which is centered around you can overcome. But then there's this patriarchy bullshit that she has to pitch out to some hurt and bitter women. Uh, but she's leaving out aspects of things here. But you see the you see the spectrum. You see the spectrum. The spectrum is real. All right. She just reeled out the spectrum. All right. That's somebody's future wife. Uh, let's see here. Okay. That's track. That's a short strike once in theater. Let's go. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right, all right. That's Dragon with Sniggle Theater. Hey, uh, let me go to the next point, but do me a favor. Give me a thousand likes. Thousand, thousand. We almost there. We had 800. Let's give you a thousand. Let's give me a thousand. Wild Reddit stories. Wild Reddit stories. All right, this should be interesting. Uh, let's see here. 
we're going to do these wild Reddit stories here. Let me see if I can start with, which one should I start with? All right, because everybody will be like, you always talking about this. Okay, wild Reddit stories. Are, I, the reason why I say wild Reddit stories is you don't know if these stories are real or fake. I don't know. I don't know much about Reddit. I don't go on Reddit. But uh, apparently people share their stories there and they get comments. It's been around for a long time. Yes, I, I don't go over there, though. Uh, so let's start with this one. It's our true off my chest is the r slash true off my chest. And it says gave head for money today. Now, I don't know if this is a male or a female, but gave money for head today. I guess that means I'm a prostitute. I don't know. Still trying to cope with the fact that it wasn't as bad. And literally no one is judging me but me. And people won't be able to judge me if I don't tell them. I need to learn to STFU. I honestly didn't hate it, though. Like, I wouldn't do it every effing day, but I honestly think I can make some sugar babying work for me. Not forever, but in this economy, I'll take whatever boost I can get. $200 is $200. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in. And that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. All right. And some replies. Wait, people get paid $200 for it? I've been scammed. This woman says, same. Some people owe me thousands. Another one, I'm a straight guy, but damn, 200 bucks is 200 bucks. And this one says, spoken like the famous words from a male cousin of mine when he found out my wife uh, has a rich uncle. Quote, you know, I've never asked a D before but i'm not above it this is from a wife of uh a somebody blah 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 but anyway there you go right there there you go right there uh when was this posted 13 hours ago oh boy when i start selling pussy i don't want to hear it it's barbecue in there all right so it's definitely barbecue in there uh it's giving barbecue (laughs) again when you find out you can get paid for it you probably will less likely do it for free. This is wild. What a world we live in. It's definitely an evil. I'm going. Wait. I'm going to the streets. End of story. Yeah, she going to the streets. It's an evil world we live in. Let's go to the next wild Reddit story. Oh, same same one. Okay, somebody, whoever's sharing these are on the same Reddit thread. This is our true off my chest. So I guess this is where people share a truth. And it says right here, my wife hasn't had intercourse with me in nearly 10 years. She has a condition in which sex is painful. She touches herself twice a week with a vibrator with no insertion, which only takes her about two to three minutes to bust that female nut. She'll do anything I ask after she's done except penetration. And it says right here, she dresses up in lingerie draws and then lets me take pictures or videos of her posing or spreading which is an extreme turn on for me that said, or that's been my sex life for the last 10 years. Well, 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 uh, for people who have been married, yes, that could be possible. All right. Uh, For people who have been married, that could be possible. I don't know if you know that uh, when women are not prepared for sex, People think it's cap. Uh, when people, when women aren't aroused for sex, it is painful. Now she might not be aroused by him, so that's where it's painful. All right, 
Uh, but definitely when there's no arousal or when she might not be in the mood, yes. When she's doing pity sex, yes. It could be it could be painful for them. It's not good to have all that infriction, especially when, especially when you um especially when you uh, um um cannot finish quickly. If you don't finish quickly and maybe you have a little bit of girth or you're not you're long and strong and you try to get the friction on and she's not aroused, yep, it's gonna be painful. Now the funny thing is it sounds like it sounds like that um it sounds like that um she's um he's making he's recording her only fan content. So that's what it does find, uh, sound like. But uh if you've ever been married okay, if you've ever been married, yes. And this is a response. Uh from a woman it looks like. After reading several of your comments, OP, I just want to say that you're such a good man. That's what marriage is about, staying, for better or for worse. I'm sure if your wife could cure her condition and have sex be pleasurable again, she would just for you. And that's you. If she could change it, I know she would. You're a good person and a good man with a good heart. She is so lucky to have you. And that's you. Brothers, here we go. So he's such a good man for making the ultimate sacrifice, meaning he's going to get no pussy for the rest of his life. You're such a good man. You're such a good man. You're she's lucky to have you. Okay. But what about me? See, this is the old sacrificial lamb. This is the old men don't matter. So you're a good man for not getting no punani the rest of your life. This is a good trade-off. This, this is good. She's lucky to have me. Oh, if she could cure her situation, she could. But, but you're stuck with her. That's what marriage is about, sticking it out. Yeah, just stay. Wow. Wow, man. I tell you, man. Boy, they don't want men to do a damn thing out here. But I'm going to be like, nah, I'm divorced. I'm getting some punani. All right, here we go right here. We got R slash friend zone. Quote, I got married in the friend zone. Uh, it says, so I am a male 50, I'm oh, sorry, 33 and have a female best friend, 25. We've been friends for about 10 years now. And all the time I had a crush on her. I was a balding, I was balding as a teen, am a weak link with no muscles, need glasses for horrible eyesight, have a speech impediment and a bladder issue. Whoosh. She is a curvy and sassy beauty, popular with everyone. Actually, I was describing this yesterday. She also has had other boyfriends, and I actually never had a girlfriend. I proposed to her a few times when she was single for a week or two, but she always got mad. Well, in spite of this, she kept me as a friend since, according to her, I'm a better friend than any girl she knows, and she never had a deep emotional connection to her boyfriends. Oh. So one day she realized she wants to marry someone who is not just using her to get laid and someone safe enough who she can introduce to her parents and she actually chose to marry me. About six months ago, we had a wedding, but we live separately and I still have never had sex with her or anyone in my life. On our wedding night, though, she gave me a hand job to make me happy 
but she was clothed and looked bored and disgusted doing it. Still, I'm actually married to the love of my life, and we talk almost every day and meet every week. Wow, man, these ninjas is out here, man, I tell you. Yeah, these got to be jokes, man. These got to be jokes. I mean, because I don't know anything about Reddit. This shit got to be a joke. Somebody said, that's enough internet for me today. Sometimes it's better just to accept being single instead of that. He says, how he says how you can even call that woman the love of your life is beyond me. I wouldn't even waste my spit on her. But you do you. Go with the love of your life. What about love? Too bad this doesn't exist or extend to her feelings. Yes, indeed, man. Wow. Wow. I mean, guys, there are some simps out here like this. There are some sucker MCs out here like this. You guys think this can't be real? There's some sucker MCs out here like this. And matter of fact, let's share one on a street interview that's a sucker MC. All right. And so here's a guy who kind of is living out what he's talking about, except the intimacy part, I don't know. All right. Here we go right here. Let's play it. Where are you? 27. 27. Who got who? I'm going to say I did. You got her? I'm going to say I got her. How did that happen? Uh, she was dating someone when I met her. So you so pulled her when she was dating someone yeah, else? Yeah, that, yeah, I call it that way, yeah. But was that person your boyfriend or you were just dating that person? It was my boyfriend, yeah. And how did that happen? What would you have to do? No, no, just just long-term friends. Like, I was just always around. He was waiting. Yeah, I was just like... Oh, you think he played the long game? He kind of played the long game, but I also kind of like, you know, that relationship was ending and then I was like masterminding my own way, yeah. you know? How long did you guys know each other before before all this? Before start, we started dating, like, I don't know, like... Just under a year? Just under a year, yeah. Did you think he was cute already, like when you met him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. How old are you? 27. Okay, so this is as close to the situation. Again, we don't know what the intimacy is, but obviously this is a guy who played the friend zone. And I think he at least knew one of the guys she dated prior to them dating. And um, they also, um, um, at least one. And now he eventually moved into that spot. Um, I think women like this are not to be trusted, you know, like this. And guys like this are some of the most sleazeball guys out here because these also are people that will say, well, men and women can be friends. Well, this is a situation where you can honestly say, well, no, they can't because there could be some underlying uh, motives here on either side. In fact, she even admitted, yeah, I thought he was cute. So, and then you ended up together. So how, how do people say men and women can be friends? And if you're in a relationship like this, what if she has another male friend? Well, you guys originated as a friend first couple. And now you're friends. Well, when she gets another male friend, he's certainly going to be uh, interested as to why she's in a friendship. You know, he's just a friend. Don't worry about him. Yeah, well, I don't think so. Nope. I don't think so. But that, that guy here is as close to the story that we read on Reddit. Maybe they are intimate. I have no idea. But um, if she didn't see him that way initially, I don't see her seeing him like that down the line. So she watched, she, he watched her get her ass cheeks waxed and then jumped in there <laughs> later on. Oh, man, I don't know. These people are weirdos. Let me get to the super chats here. We got women being toxic. Marriage being a scam, and in the main event here, let me get in here and check on these S chats. Bear with me. Getting to another screen. Shout out to Greg, man, and the wealth manager, CGA. Is the truth. 
talking to Juco about an initial meetup. She complained that her phone was low on energy. I said, um, plug it in. She sent a video showing she had no power in her house. Oh, my goodness. Under 30 and broke. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. God I've got $3.85 in my purse. Man, it's a struggle out here. Wow. No power. We showed you that was a house yesterday in Indianapolis. This guy was running his power to his neighbor's house. There's some people down bad out here. There's some people down bad. And the, the crazy thing is they'll do anything for 200 bucks. 200 bucks, you'd be like, oh, my Lord. Oh, boy, it's bad out here for a lot of Americans. Not all, not all, but it's bad out here. Man, he, he found out, brother. Shout out to my brother, B-Mac Attack, says my HR wellness coordinator was never seen out of her seat, built like a butternut squash, had a bat wing ship sales for arms, and had diabetes, and she's just your type. Type two, and she's the wellness coordinator. Oh, oh man, normies are a trip. Normies are a trip. So she's the wellness coordinator, but overweight. All right, big old fat arms and whatnot. You're like, man, this is a joke. This is a straight joke. There's some people up in there, man. HR is a, HR is a joke half the time. All right, there are some very good HR coordinators. Shout out to y'all. But some of these people, y'all squad be looking whack. And the dudes in HR do not be masculine. They straight up betas most of the time. Most of the time. Beta male. Uh, I'm not going to get started on this. <laughs> I'm not going to get started on this because I got too much to say about it. Uh, but the beta male revolution is, is something else. Shout out to Nikolai Vista with the sponsorship. What do you got to say, brother? He said, Coach, he says, what do you think about the DJ academic fiasco? He says, when will these ninjas learn, Coach? When? They refuse to listen to the message that you have for them, Coach. He says, pathetic on their part. Keep doing your missing, Coach Gang. Free agent lifestyle for life. Indeed. Uh, yeah, I actually covered the academic situation. Um, I need to put out a video, but it's, it's like an hour long, the segment was. So, yeah, man, uh, these guys... I, I, I'm seeing a lot of guys that were very critical of the red pill and the space succumb to the very thing that people in the red pill space warn them about. And uh, women are very, very, um, we have to say this, today's woman is dangerous. Absolutely, it's, how can you, how can you not say they're not? Now, a lot of guys, if you're, I would say, just I'm not belittling people, but if you're not worth much, you're going to be in a subservient position. So just think about that economically. Very rarely are you going to be in a masculine position. But if you're feminine or beta and you get money and you think that money is going to cover your ass and you cannot and, and you move, you're, you're not masculine, you're, you're emotional or beta, you're going to get fucked over with them. These women ain't playing no games out here. So DJ Academics was one of these guys. Again, I actually did a lot of commentary on it. I broke it down already on the stream. I think that was, um, was that Monday? It was on, yeah, it was January 1st. First stream of the year. Tragic. These women are out here lethal, man. They're not to be played with. 
They're not the people. Y'all playing games with them? I don't understand. I gave up the games with women a long time ago. I only deal with them when on the business. Strictly business with these broads. <laughs> right? I'm telling you, man. And uh, and the MGTOW's been calling this. I came in under the umbrella of MGTOW uh, when I first started. And it became a situation where um, I had to switch kind of the title and the name a little bit because of how YouTube was dealing with it and how people were being described. So it just changed it to kind of the free agent lifestyle. And it was more palpable for people. And it had the stigma of MGTOW. But shout out to the group orientation. They had it a long time ago. They been done told y'all what it was. They been done told y'all what it was. And everybody made fun of these guys. And y'all still playing games with these women. They this is this is not the old days. Please, guys, I'm telling y'all. And especially if you have money, what um you know people also uh, the Kevin Samuels high value man. Um, people often assume that he influenced me. I was way more popular than him before he rose to popularity. So I never adapted to his message. I never looked at him as like, oh, he's our fearless leader, <laughs> right? I always looked at him as like he came under me. And his high-value man, before he rose to even greater prominence, his high-value man message, I initially said right away that that's high-value target. Who remembers that? A lot of people don't understand this dynamic between him and other Red Pill consecrators. He was under me, right? He was only more popular than me for about a year. Okay, he was less popular than me for a long time. But his high-value man, when he came up with it and started getting popular, I said high-value targets immediately. I was like, you're, you're making men high-value targets. Who remembers that? Put a one in the chat if you remember that. People don't understand this dynamic between uh, me and him. He's not my mentor. He's not the guy. He doesn't inspire me. I never watched him really much after in, during his last year. And I'm not belittling him. But when the high-value man thing started coming out, I immediately called it high-value target. People don't remember that shit, <laughs> right? But I said, this, this type of mindset is going to set men up. And it, I haven't lied yet. I haven't missed. I haven't missed on it. <laughs> I haven't missed. Look at DJ, DJ Academics, high value target. So it's one of these things that men going to have to figure out. You have to correct yourself first and deal with business under, deal with women as a business. If you think you're just going to put your money on top of them and you win, you're going to lose. So he said, you got to show your work. Yes, you, got, you guys got to become men first. You guys got to develop your, your leverage and options first. And then do not use that to wield against them as a weapon. Because when you do that to say, well, I got more money than you, so I'm going to just squash you down, they're going to come around and turn on you. Hold on for a second. I got to understand this. And there's no denying it now. If you're denying this, you're a moron. <laughs> Let me get my snake out. Okay? I don't care if you broke or rich. You dealing with a woman? <laughs> you dealing with a woman? Here it is right here. And you think you're going to throw money at her? Cobra!
I've been there, told y'all, these girls are, women are not games. They're not toys. I know they look like toys. They look frail. They look fragile. They look feeble-minded and feeble. <laughs> Some of them look sickly. Stop playing with these women, man. Stop trying to get over on them. Y'all trying to get over them like it's like 1994 again. <laughs> Why? It's a business. Treat them like a business. Make your deals. I'm not telling you to pay. I'm just saying, man, you're going to pay some, with, with some way. You're going to have to decide. You're going to have to decide. They're not to be screwed around with out here. Y'all trying to screw around with them. And I ain't saying be scared of them. I'm not saying be scared of them. But they're not, they're not playing no games anymore. I mean, they can ruin your life on an allegation. It don't even have to be true. And I remember there was another brothers here in our space that had a situation, and then y'all niggas was like, he explained it away. He showed us receipts. So what? How many times y'all got to learn? How many receipts did Jonathan Majors have? I'll wait. How many, how many receipts did Jonathan Majors have? He had receipt after receipt after receipt. Did it stop his ass from losing $250 million? It did. I mean, that's how serious the game is. And you become a high, when you become a high-value man, you're essentially a target. Just paint a target on your face or paint a whole clown face on your face at this point. Because at that point, you got to switch how you deal with them. They're no longer toys or fun and game. They're not. They could change your life and stop your shit up real quick. <laughs> right? Here we go right here. They just want to say, I'm going to explain it away. Okay, all right, you lucky. If it goes to court, good luck explaining that shit away. You're going to lose a whole bunch of money on attorney's fees. That's just on attorney's fees. I want to see here, shout out to you for that super chat. But I wish I could find out how much, oh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp spent, let me see here, Johnny Depp attorney's fees. Let me see if I can find this out. Women use the laws here. Here it is right here. Look, remember Johnny Depp? Oh, Johnny Depp won. This is his attorney's fees. $5.5 million. That, that's what he spent to prove his innocence. Now, I'm going to tell you, you ain't got that, sir. You don't have it. So if you get hemmed up, you don't have this to cover your ass. You don't got it, <laughs> right? So that's what he spent. And this bitch done cocked over and shit on his pillow. He had the receipts. And it took him $5 million to prove his innocence. See, this ain't no game. Now, he didn't fold that lawyer. He folded the other lawyer. He didn't fold that lawyer. He had sex with the first lawyer in the case that he lost. So, and then the case that he won, he didn't fold that lawyer. They, and she didn't, no. She got her money. So, $5.5 million. So, where we at, man? I'm telling you. Let me see if Jonathan Majors, I don't think his legal fees are up yet. Majors legal fees. Let me see what his estimated legal fees would be. Uh, yeah, it's not up. It's, it's a little too early right now to figure out what his legal fees would be. But it's a running tab. 
It's a run. I'm telling you, he probably spent a million plus. He probably spent a million plus. Did I say 5.5K? Yeah, 5.5 million. Johnny Depp, 5.5 million. <laughs> Not 5.5 thousand. 5.5 million to prove his innocence against a toxic woman. You ain't got that. So how much of a game y'all going to play with this receipt bull? And he had receipts. So come on, man. All right, anyway. And it took years. How long did that trial take? Years. It took one trial he lost, then another trial that he won. It took years. Guys, come on, man. Who was the other recent guy that just went down and got hit? So the high-value man conversation, when people were like, I'm going to become a high-value man, I always was like, Listen, I wanted guys to get their money, so I kind of talked about the money mindset and switched it up in blue chip mindset. But I never said, do this and you'll get leverage over women. I always tried to take that out. And then what I did say is, that then when the JUCO came up, that was all business, business, business. But what you'll do is you'll try to get leverage financially over a woman high value and then reel her back in with five-figure nigga shit. You know, like... <laughs> Now you go play her like you five-figure nigga when you high value. No, no, no. Dude, dumb days are over. Yeah, Kevin Costner got got. Trevor Bauer got got. Man, this is not a game out here, brothers. Put Type in the names of all these brothers, man. All right, I said high-value target, and that is still true to this day. You ain't got the pockets these guys got. And they got the pockets, and they getting their pockets picked. One thing about this is, yeah, the kicker from the Buffalo Bills. Hey, check this out. When you become a high-value man, which I hope everybody becomes, when you become a high-value man, you must understand you're going to spend money on legal fees regardless because you're a target. Somebody's going to sue you. Somebody, somebody's going to sue you. So you start making, unless you're very low profile, which a.k.a. monk mode is, comes in here. Elon getting got right now. Dr. Drizzy, yeah, type all the names in. I can't even name all these names. But once you get to a certain income, you're going to get sued. <laughs> That's, it goes with the territory. If you get married or get someone pregnant, the likelihood you're going to get sued probably increases to 80% more likely to get sued. Puff Daddy, yes. So dealing with women becomes a riskier proposition, not easier. When we talk about Chad and Tyrone, Chad and Tyrone increases his risk by dealing with more women, not decreases it. You decrease your risk messing with less women, not more. The minute you mess with more women, you increase the likelihood of you getting fucked over. So... Yes, and it's going to take some sort of monetary balance to balance this shit off. Oh, let me give you an example. Yeah, Kevin Hart. Um, let, me, let me give you an example. I don't know if you know, um, the guy that did Girls Gone Wild, his name is, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. I actually fitness trained his sister. Right? His sister was one of my fitness clients in Newport Beach. Shout out to her. Okay, um, 
she guys she goes by her marital name, so I cannot remember the first the the guy's name. So um the the guy who did Girls Gone Wild. Now I don't know if you remember that was a great time in the nineties where you would be watching something late in the day, and this infomercial will come out and said, "Do you want to see college co-eds?" And there would be girls lifting their shirt, and you're like, "Let me see them itty bitty titty committees." All right, you would be so anyway. Um. That was a great time. All these nice, petite women, right? Yeah, Joe Francis. Joe, Joe Francis. But uh, anyway. Well, later on, he got sued by a lot of women. Okay, he got sued by a lot of women who some of these women who appeared in there said they did not get compensated. Some of them said that they were sexually assaulted. Some of them said that they were minors when they filmed. So they were at a party college party they got on the bus but they were 17 all right but they had a fake id but later on they said they were 17 there's a whole netflix documentary on it now he got sued by these women later on do you know why he got sued why did he get sued i mean other than these 17 year old minors which was a rarity i think it was only one one woman that got put in that situation why did he get sued and his people warned him right then and there that he should do this one thing to prevent them from getting sued. Okay. Why did they come after him? This is now a good situation of kind of what my philosophy is in dealing with them. Let me see if y'all can catch up. He said he had money. Nope. He became rich. Nope. Well, I mean, that's one of the reasons, but there was something else in there. They were all broke. Okay, yep. For not paying. Justin Bonds got it. Yep. Blackbeard got it. He didn't pay them. They signed a release form. They signed a consent. But they didn't get compensated. All they got was a t-shirt. All they got was a t-shirt. So later on, they was like, hey, I didn't get compensated. Because there was no compensation. There was no consideration they signed a contract that had no, they got nothing back from the contract. So they signed the consent. They signed the contract. They said, yes, you can release, model release form, but they didn't get paid. And during the, during the documentary, somebody confronted him early on, or he says he confronted him early on and said, hey, listen, you're going to get in trouble because you should at least pay them $5. He said, if you pay them $5, oh, somebody said pay too. Shout out to Cali West Miami. Shout out to you, brother. If you pay them $5, you'll never get in trouble for this. He said, fuck them bitches. Mm. Now, again, this is the 90s where you could do something like that. That's that 90s mindset where women weren't shit. They were barely just coming out from being property. They had no leverage, no teeth. Nobody would believe a damn thing they say. You know, if you weren't married, you were just a spinster whore, right? And you were a whore for getting up there. See, back in the 90s, that could work. But in 2020, it's a different mindset. And they said, if you would have paid them $5, you would have avoided the entire thing because they would have traded. That would have been the consideration. That would have been the compensation. They would have agreed to the compensation, 
they would have had monetary value, even though it was minimal, and you would have got, you would have been done. They wouldn't have been able to come back and sue you later. That, just like that. Mm. Now, if you think, if you think this shit ain't it, yeah, I'm telling you, man. If you think, I always tell you, you're going to pay somehow. Front end, in the middle, or the back end. Shit ain't free no more. Shit ain't free no more. And if you are a guy that rises to prominence, I see a lot of guys that are aspirational and they're still trying to run 1990s mat game on women where they women just don't have a voice and they got to just be un, under you shaking like this. Okay, okay, daddy. All right, that's not, that's, that's not how it works no more. <laughs> you got to compensate. Like, so if you hire a woman, you got to compensate her and it got to be fairly, got to be fair. That's going to pr- relieve you of the headache down the line. Uh, this has also happened even in, uh, gosh, all right, um, even in uh, sports, this is happening, all right? A lot of these sports athletes didn't get compensated, and now they're getting compensated, and everybody's is going crazy. The NCAA is another example of this. For some reason, for a long time, it was free. They were like, just take your scholarship, you slave, and be happy with your education. Guess what? Today, that don't work no more. Now these coaches got to pay these quarterbacks transferring a million and two million dollars and now these coaches are mad hey man y'all had it when it was free you can't be mad now you gotta pay the athletes gotta pay what you weigh you no longer can get the free labor the athletes sued and now you cannot even go into a recruits house without no money up front that's the that's the time we live in today it's the time we live in today. Get get used to it, or y'all can still play like it's the 1990s and these bitches are NCAA recruits, and they just happy to have scholarships. Okay, <laughs> keep rolling that dice. All right, they ain't, they ain't happy to just be in your presence no more. I wish it was a time like that. I lived in a time like that where they were just happy to be there. Now when they drop their neck, they're thinking about getting something from it. Something, something, a meal, five bucks, treatment, right? They ain't trying to be up here whipped on the post anymore. Mm. I mean, listen, high value targets anyway, <laughs> right? They like, why you want me to run the ball 20 yards? Why? All right, if I run the ball 20 yards, what are you going to give me? Time's up. <laughs> anyway, here. time's up. Ninja. Anyway, let's get back to this show here. I'll, thank you for that one, Nikolai. 2K teacher. Coach, according to UNICEF, over 100 million young boys are forced into marrying older women. This proves the stats about women not getting married or married before 30 and 40 and 50 because of feminism. Where is that? Where are 100 million young boys forced into marriage? Can you tell me where that is? I want to look that up. That's crazy. So they're forced to marrying these old hens. All right. The Mighty Bull says baby boomer in the house. And he says, I'll be hanging out. Shout out to the baby boomers. All right. Undark says, friend zone ninja. He says, I know a ninja who waited 10 plus years while I used to see her give it up all over New York City. They're married now, but she's always squeezing my muscles on the low when I show up at their house. Oh, boy. Oh, boys. Oh, boys. (laughs) It happens out here, man. It happens. Yeah, man, a lot of wives out here be horny. A lot of wives are cheaters. They're cheaters in their mind. Uh, Let's get to this part of the show. All right, 1,000 likes on the way. 
uh, women being toxic and then marriage is a scam. And then we'll be at the main event here. This uh, this woman here. Let me see what this woman's talking about here. Uh, here you go right here. Oh, the Jezebel spirit. Look at this. Look at the Jezebel spirit. What does she have to say here? She's whispering. So listen in closely. He's going to tell everyone you're a psycho anyways. So act up. He's going to tell everyone you're a psycho anyways. So act up. Oh, man, look at that in the wink. All right, in the wink, gentlemen. Okay, if you cannot hear it, she's whispering. She's going to tell everyone. He's going to tell everyone you're a psycho anyway, so act up. Guys, there's no game. It's no longer a game. They on social media talking, doing skits, revealing who they are. Ninja, you better listen. And this woman is an apex predator. She's been an apex predator for the last 12 to 15 years. And this is why I stay away from older women like this. Because they're so they're manipulative in a way that it doesn't even seem manipulate, manipulative. All right. She an old Kaylee. She's going to be a Karen in about 10 years. But you know how many men's lives this woman has ruined? All right, to the point where she got to come out of front and say, hey, I'm toxic and psycho anyway. All right, they're going to tell you psycho anyway, so act up. Woo, wait, these people out here, man. All right, I'm telling you, they super toxic, man. They don't care who they drag and what they drag down, man. They don't give a shit. All right, look at these women. Let me see here. Okay, let me see here. They got thumbs up. Okay, ninjas, you so you so beautiful. Okay, here we go. You can earn millions doing commercials on TV modeling professionally or just do anything that what okay, they got simps in here, man. Look at these simps. Oh my lord. I'm convinced men like toxic women. <laughs> Look at all these guys in here. Gorgeous. Look at all these guys. And these these are also some women in here. Look at all these ninjas. Oh my goodness, so beautiful. Oh my god. Y'all did just get what you deserve with these women. I think you guys are glutton for punishment. Psycho, I don't think so. Stunning, 100. Is that a guy? It's a couple. It looks like it's a woman. Love the wink. Oh, you ninjas. <laughs> I tell you, there's no saving a lot of these ninjas out here. They ain't, there's no saving you men. All right, you guys. And, of course, the craziest, the best puss, the best punani is attached to crazy chicas. And she a whole epic predator, man. She even admitting it. I mean, they just love venomous women. Oh, boy. Sadly enough, let's go back to the next one. Women being toxic. Uh, let's see here. What is this one here? Okay. Uh, oh, this is another one. There's a skit. This is a skit. It says right here, acting like a chill girl girlfriend in the talking stage. But then she's going to say she's going to bait and switch you, according to the skit. And uh, I might get a copyright because it sounds like there's some movie reference here. People who can't see it acting like a chill girlfriend in the talking stage and uh, come on, shake my hand. And there's a movie meme behind it, as you heard. And then uh, there's a guy, the poor guy falling for it. Tss. Tss. 
the poor guy falling for it. And as soon as she shakes his hand, she laughs. Jealousy, jealous, controlling, hates to be told no, needs constant attention, too sensitive, horny 24-7, complains about everything. And there it is right there. It's from the Princess and the Frog, so Disney definitely going to get me. All right, the stream will be blocked. Right there it is, right there. And look at that look, boy. Is that what Eve and Lilith looked like back in the day? Now I can see why Adam had so many problems. I can see why Adam had so many problems. All right, anyway. Oh, Eve was a black woman. Okay, oh, never mind. All right, here we go right here. Uh, Women acting toxic. The content machine now has put out a video of a woman who wants a casual relationship, but backdoors you into an actual relationship. Here we go. I don't think we should do this anymore. I just want a casual relationship and it's clear that you want something more. What? Not at all. I also want a 100% casual relationship. Oh, wow. All I ask is on days we should boink that you take me out first so I don't feel like you're using me. That seems totally fair. And I don't know, maybe you could just text me a few times throughout the week just to check in on me and see how I'm doing. Yeah, of course. And if I'm ever moving, I would expect you to help me as a common courtesy. I'm not a monster. Oh, one more thing. If you do horizontal monster mash with someone else, you do need to let me know. Huh, why is that? Because if you're seeing other people, I may decide I don't want to be a part of that. Oh. Because I'm looking for an exclusive hookup buddy. So shaboinking whenever I want, but just with you. Exactly. That sounds like a good deal. And I need you to keep an open mind about wanting more in the future. Like more hooking up. Like becoming roommates and living together. Then I wouldn't have to drive so far to shaboink you. Wow, you're so smart. What can I say? I'm not like other girls. If I'm being honest, I didn't think you'd be so open to this casual hookup thing. So what do you say? Should we go upstairs to celebrate? Totally. But I'm so hungry. Could we grab a bite to eat first? Do you want me to order in some sweet green? I was thinking we could go out to that steakhouse on 3rd. Oh, that really fancy one? Yeah. We could even celebrate this every year on this day. Hold on. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Yay! Let's go. Do you mind putting on something nicer? Uh, yeah, I'll throw on a nicer shirt. Sorry, hon. I don't think oh man oh yeah you know he found out that it wasn't free oh man pay I was getting some free punani and I want to continue getting free punani she says yeah but now all of a sudden she's backdoored into her relationship you had it for free but I always tell you six weeks gentlemen I want you to listen to me six weeks six weeks your sex can be free to an extent for the first six weeks, but you're rolling the dice when you go past the six-week mark. Now you have now taken on the responsibility of a woman that is yours biblically, and now she's going to make you pay. Yeah, she can go cray-cray if you go past the six-week mark, and especially if you skeet in her guts or hit that bottom or she gets real nasty and starts licking your toes. That is your girl. If you make her come, that's your girl. Now, you get out of there before the six-week mark, you can alleviate a lot of your damage here, and you can actually uh, write the check for whatever payment that you owe, as long as you don't impregnate her. But after six weeks, this number is going to be a blank check, and she will find a way to finesse and finagle her ass into your life. Oh, I'll be your personal assistant, CGA. I'll help you around the house. I just want to be around you to help you. Oh, I'll help you with your business. Sure, I help you. All right, I'll quit my job for you. And 
I did get evicted from my apartment or my roommate moved out. Perhaps I'll live with you and maybe in the spare bedroom, uh, maybe in the office. And then she's sleeping in your bed. Okay, Eventually, she's going to make you pay. All right. They all have this trickery to backdoor relationship you. So you got to watch out for the backdoor relationship because it becomes way more expensive, especially if you hit that bottom. You hit that bottom, all bets are off. More women acting toxic. Uh, this woman is a married woman here. So this is a married woman. Let me see if this is the next one. Uh, yes, this is a married woman uh, talking to herself. She ran a skit, and I guess she's giving marital advice to women. Uh, can you see it on the screen? There she is. She's definitely looking like a wife. All right, here we go. Hey, babe, could you come get these trashes out for me? Yeah, give me a minute. You know what, fine. I'll just do it myself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk about this for a second. Where did you come from? That's not what's important. What's important is this communication issue that you're having with your husband right now. Yeah, but, like, I asked him to come and help me. You have this sense of urgency that he needs to drop everything he's doing and come handle it right this second. Well, no, but like, why can't he just come do it when I say it? For him, he might be in the middle of something and in your request to come take out the trash, you didn't put any specific timeline on that. So now you have an expectation that he's gonna jump up and do it immediately. And in his mind, there may actually be no problem with waiting five or 10 minutes to get that done. Yeah, I, I guess. You did not say to him, I really need the trash out right now because I can't put this pizza box or these other things in the trash without it being taken out. You didn't specify that. You just said, hey, could you help me get the trash out? Okay, I, I can see that, yeah. This is where a lot of marital fights happen is you guys don't bring specification into the request that you have. And that's why now there's a fight. Two things here, two things here, former married man here. I appreciate her giving this advice to herself, but I think she's a therapist. I mean, a therapist. So she's trying to do a good job here of explaining why this woman's acting like a toxic woman. But let me do you one better, ma'am. See, what's happening here is two things. Numero uno. Numero uno, you're now trying to give him a job that he traditionally does of course, you only want to interrupt him when he's doing something that you don't approve of and or relaxing, decompressing, or having fun in your absence. So that's what's happening, number one. And to hell with all you ninjas that want to talk about video games for older men. Ninja, these ninjas grew up with video games all their lives. I hate when ninjas were like, oh, what's playing? He playing video games, and that's the problem. Ninja video games are for ninjas that stop. What he's doing is he's decompressing. He's enjoying his time without her. She notices this. So now it's time to take out the garbage right now. So now that's what she's doing. She's interfering with his personal time. And the garbage all of a sudden becomes important. That's number one. Number two, bitch, you take the garbage out. There's no more gender roles. There's no more gender roles, right? Oh, we need to eliminate gender roles. Okay, you take the garbage out if it's so important to you. The hell with taking it out on his time. The hell with, the, listen, 
You, we're 50-50. Take the garbage out. Why is that? Well, that's your job. No, 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 no. There is no jobs. We're helping each other out 50-50. There's no more gender. Take the garbage out if it's such a big deal. Now, here's the thing here. So now she's going to start an argument, mainly because he's doing something he wants to do, and that is the number one issue. And you're going to find this in cohabitation in marriage. You're going to do want to do something you want to do, and she's going to interrupt your shit right when you do it. It don't matter if you do it for 20 minutes or five hours. She's going to interrupt your flow. She cannot stand it. Can't stand it. They cannot. Guys, I don't know what it is. With, and, and, and there's women in here um, that are going to defend this shit. This woman out here, I'm telling you, they are controlling and jealous. Everything that they project on the men, they are. That's why they can recognize it when you do it. And the one time you do it, they can recognize it. But what it is is she sees the guy doing something that she has a judgment about or that doesn't include her. So <laughs> time to throw a hissy fit and make look at this face. Now take out the trash now. I want you to take it out now as if you're my mother. Woman, you're not my mother. You are not my mother. You're not my manager or my boss. I do things when I want to do it. Mostly, I'm going to do it. Uh, before you even need to tell me. But if you tell me to drop what I'm doing and I'm working on my model train set, <laughs> my action figure collection, my YouTube channel, my hobby, my video game, I don't care what it is. I could be writing R&B songs. If you interrupt me, you're going to face hell. You're going to face a wrath that even your bitch ass don't even think, because you think you're going to just out bitch me tonight. No, it ain't going to happen. Your ass going to be out in the freezing cold. So this is what's happening that she did not talk about. The cause of most marital fights is that the man is having fun. That's what it is. The cause of most marital fights is the man is having fun and she can't stand it. That's what it is. Hey, babe, could you come get these trashes out for me? There it is. And by the way, white women, that's a passive aggressive white woman tactic right there. So when we talk about uh, 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 white women, right, because we always talk about sisters and we have no problem talking about them. When we talk about white women and I talk about their being, them being passive aggressive, this is an example. This is an example. It's a request. Hey, I asked you nicely, but this is an aggressive, this is an aggressive um, unnecessary thing she's doing that has a lot of motives behind it other than taking out the trash. You see what I mean? This is passive-aggressive attack. And she knows it. And she even her alter ego acknowledges it that this is a passive-aggressive attack. See? Ugh. Hey, babe, could you come get these trashes out for me? Yeah, uh, for, for people who don't know, uh, people who have money have either two or three trash cans. All right. Um, if you have, you'll have a drawer and it'll have a recycled trash. It'll have a regular trash and maybe a trash for boxes or some shit like that. Okay. Um, anyway. Yeah. Give me a minute. You know what? Fine. I'll just do it myself. Yep. Uh, passive aggressive guys. This is guy. Let me tell you something, guys. This type of passive aggressive stuff happens so often that you don't realize you'll have PTSD. When you leave the relationship. 
because your life will be so much free from the pa these passive aggressive attacks that are simply abuse. But if you called each one out individually, it wouldn't seem abusive because you would say, well, she asked me to take out the trash right when I sat down and played video games. Guess what's going to happen? Guess what's going to happen? It is all Jermaine's fault. Yep. It's always Jermaine's fault. She's going to blame. They're going to blame you. Well, you shouldn't be playing video games. Why, why is a grown man playing video games? They'll blame you. Every passive aggressive attack and every one of these death by a thousand cuts are going to seem so little and minuscule that complaining about them will make you look like a bitch. So that's a, that's guys, suburban women and white women are queens of this type of manipulation. And so what will happen is you'll leave the relationship and you will never deal with these things and your life will feel so simple. It will be like, oh my God, why is life so easy now? Because you're not being cut a thousand times with these little strikes. So then the next thing was, okay, I'll do it my, myself. Another passive aggressive attack. Then passive aggressively making noise, slapping cupboards, slamming the door. These are all passive aggressive attacks that are abuse. Now, no therapist will come in here and try to correct a woman with these type of things, except for this woman who came in here. But this is all the stuff that men deal with, this immature children with breast shit. And they will call men abusive for yelling once in response to 20 passive aggressive attacks. You'll get 20 attacks and then respond and yell and she'll call you abusive. Am I making sense here? Am I making sense? So when men leave relationships or want to avoid relationships, it's not because women are directly lethal. It is these indirect daily attacks that men get that make relationships not worth it. And then it's the guilt trip after that. Oh, I'm going to guilt trip you. Okay, honey, I'll stop what I'm doing. And then she got you to do what she she got you to do what she wanted without directly telling you. I never tell you to stop playing your video games. However, you passively aggressively communicated this message. And then you won't give me. And then, of course, when it comes to getting some sex. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. Now, that is the ultimate coup de bras, as they, as, we, as they say in wrestling. That is the ultimate because then when it comes to getting some sex, then she's. Huh. Now that is really where the abuse comes in because she's going to say, well, you didn't take out the trash when I, you, know, you made me go out in the cold and there was a raccoon out there and you don't help around the house. Now you aren't getting no pussy. Hmm? So when men, when they talk about how women are, uh, I'm sorry, when men are abusive, I disagree. It is the women that is the abuser. More likely than not. I mean, the statistics bear it out, by the way. And all he's doing there is just doing what he wants to do. Can he do what he wants to do? No, he cannot do him. Ugh. Hey, babe, could you come get these trashes out for me? Yeah, give me a minute. You know what, fine. I'll just do it myself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk about this for a second. Yeah, and shout out to this woman here right here. <laughs> I wish more referees would be in marriages and would call them out for their bullshit. And by the way, this is almost every woman, so I don't want any woman to go, I don't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do this. Yeah. Because a lot of times when I do my show, women will be like, you're talking about the toxic straggles. There is a situation, there is a classic one that I tell, no, that's regular woman stuff right there. This could be your wife, your girlfriend. They all pull this stuff and they get away with it because nobody sets them straight. The minute you try to set them straight, you're in a mute, you know. 
you're, you're abusive. This is the instigation that gets women harmed. Ladies, this is the instigation that ends up ninjas, women getting harmed. And I don't know why he punched me in my mouth. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not saying that you should get punched in your mouth. But when it happens, I didn't do nothing to him. And I did nothing. If <laughs> you in there lying. I don't need nothing. I didn't annoy him. I was just telling him, take out the trash. And he went out on me. And he went and he went bang zoom to the moon. And him been abused him and he yelled at me. <laughs> him need to go to yell and do this kid for the rest of him life. I did nothing. Whistling in between. <laughs> and meanwhile, she instigated it. That's a classic example of her instigating the showdown. She instigated it. By the way, and I, I just want to show you here. <laughs> uh, I just want to show you here. It, uh, the CDC has come out and said that women, after extensive research, it is that the women are the perpetrators of almost all domestic violence. 70%. Seven. Seven out of ten. <laughs> right here. Who usually instigates domestic violence? Women. Or mostly who was that the victim? It says right here, women are 75 to 90% of the victims of domestic violence, but studies show that the uh, stats are distorted and can be explained by the fact that men are reluctant to report being victimized, a.k.a. this type of gaslighting. And it says when violence was not mutual, 70% of the violence was perpetrated by the woman. Guys, these are the stats that they're coached, man. You can't talk about this. Yes, I can. <laughs> Yes, the hell I can, you weak-ass ninja. Why can't I talk about this? What, what makes this toxic? This is a fact. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. But they're the one that with the most injuries or the most hurt feelings. Just because they get hurt feelings and more hurt, uh, uh, more injuries does not mean they were not part of the situation. They just be like, man, it's dangerous to talk about this. Why? Please tell me why. There, there was a guy that put I put this up on Instagram once. Man, coach, man, that's dangerous to talk about this, man. It's dangerous to talk about women instigate almost all domestic violence. How was that <laughs> How was that dangerous? <laughs> why would that be dangerous? And if it's not this, then both people were violent against each other if it's not that when it's non-violent when it's one-sided when one-sided it's the women who instigate it and then when it's both people uh when the both people are the perpetrator the both people are hitting each other 50 50 you know what the rarest term of domestic violence is the rarest kind is a man beating a woman up for nothing that's rare or a man yelling at a woman for nothing that's extremely rare he says, send me the link. Google it. It'll come up. <laughs> Google it. It'll come up, and there's many, many articles and researches. Even the CDC says it. The rarest form of domestic violence is a man beating on a woman or hitting a woman or yelling at a woman or threatening a woman for nothing. He just walked in the house. She was reading chicken noodle soup for the soul, and he just started elbow dropping her for no reason. That's the rarest form of DV. It's almost non-existent. And you know who the most, the, 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 the biggest form of DV is? 
Lily Lint Lickers, lesbians, two women. Now you really got it going off when there's two women involved. <laughs> Domestic violence is the worst when there are two women. So the most common domestic violence is two women and women on men violence. But this is too this is too dangerous. <laughs> Let me see here. <laughs> the statistics are skyrocket when you add a second woman. The Lily Lint Liquors. You add two women, domestic violence skyrockets. You re- okay, let me add this. Remove a man and add a woman. Domestic violence skyrockets. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. We got to start pulling fault where there's fault. I mean, you basically. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. Anyway, man. Hey, the stats on the stats. Don't be mad at me, Ninja. Don't be mad at me. Y'all got the story wrong. Last toxic woman. And don't be mad at me. I showed you my evidence, Ninja. I showed you my evidence. Here we go right here. A question. As a mother. What would make you keep your... I think a lot of single mothers would agree to what I'm about to say. But me as a mother, one reason why my child's father is not allowed around my daughter ever is once you prove to me that you are a harm to me, you prove to me that you are a harm to your daughter, even if you've never laid a finger on her. And on top of that, if you can neglect a woman during her most vulnerable stage in life called pregnancy, you do not need to be around your child. And I'm saying this out of respect and not out of bitterness because a lot of the time, a lot of people take a single mother's post, twist it to fit their narrative and call her bitter. But a lot of mothers, a lot of single mothers are not keeping their kids away from someone. They are protecting their child away from someone who is a harm and who is not a safe place for that child. Because if you can neglect a child mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially, you do not need to see your kid at all. Y'all got to be careful who y'all impregnate, brothers. This is wild. This is wild. You hear this shit? Do you hear this? She's dead ass wrong, but of course the courts let her get away with this. The police, all y'all ninjas. I'm protecting my child. For, who, for, who says you're the protector? Who says? <laughs> right? Like, who says you're right? Only she says, who says she's the arbiter of custody? So she gets, because she gets to say, I'm protecting my kids. She gets to decide if they go to the father because of her. This is crazy, man. I'll tell you, man, these women are toxic as fuck. And they always be out here. The men are toxic. That is toxic. That is crazy. That's deadbeat shit. Yep. She's weaponizing the children against the father because the dad don't want to be with her broke ass. All right, yo, these women, toxic, no logic, my, 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 my kid, mine, it's mine. This is toxic. This is nuts. These women need to be arrested and thrown under the jail for this child abuse. This is a child abuser, y'all. A lot of single mothers would agree to what I'm about to say. Yeah, because they're toxic. Me as a mother... One reason why my child's father is not allowed around. Not allowed. Who? Listen to this language. 
who the fuck are you to tell another parent that they're not allowed around their kid? Let's switch it. Let's say the father did this to the mother. This woman would be in the courtroom. She'd be yelling and screaming, calling the Homeland Security, FBI, Amber Alert, CIA, CIA, the ATF. She would have everybody. She would say that the father cannot do this. Who are you, bitch? Like, who are you? This is nuts. This is crazy, man. These people are baby mama terrorists. Are you serious? My daughter ever. My daughter ever. Oh, my good. My daughter ever. Yeah, she definitely a hurt bitch. She definitely hurts. She definitely hurt. Is once you prove to me that you are a harm to me? To me. Okay, tell me how. I just gave you the stats on domestic violence. You seem like the harmer. You are definitely the abuser. All right, so once. Okay, okay, let me hear it. You prove to me that you are a harm to your daughter. How? <laughs> how is that? How is that so? This is not true. Not even, nobody would even co-sign this. This is false. This is false. All right. It, and you were probably the instigator of the initial abuse. But because you are a terrorist, you're going to now assume the position of, I'm the authoritator, or authoritator over the child. This is nuts. These women be hurt for the rest of their lives. Even if you've never laid a finger on her. Even if you never abuse your child. <laughs> This is crazy. Yep. How? This is nuts. And on top of that, if you can neglect a woman during her most vulnerable stage in life called how pregnancy, it neglect you during pregnancy. So it's about you. It's not about the child. You do not need to be around your child. Why? <laughs> Somebody explain. Why? What, what did you, where did you come up with that? You just came up with that. This is not true. And I'm saying this out of respect and not out of bitterness. False. False. Because a lot of the time, a lot of people take a single mother's post, twist it to fit their narrative and call her bitter. But yeah, well, okay. That's what you are. You're bitter. A lot of mothers, a lot of single mothers are not keeping their kids away from someone. They are protecting their child away from someone who is a harm and who is not a safe place for that child. False. That's completely false. And these therapists and these counselors and psychologists will co-sign that. That is so false. You're not protecting her. You're trying to hurt the father. This is so false because he has not proven himself to be a risk to the child. He's not even proven to be a risk to you because you don't even have evidence that he's harmed you, meaning that you said, you said not even physical harm. All he did was not, he stopped showing up around your pregnancy. That's pretty much been your only evidence of, uh, of it. You're saying he neglected you. He did not neglect you. He probably avoided you just seeing what your behavior is. He's probably avoiding you and your postpartum depression. By the way, postpartum depression uh, with these women are so severely undiagnosed, it's ridiculous. I think almost all women suffer from postpartum depression, and this is why they be acting funky when the kids come out. All right, so she's a liar. Here we go. Because if you can neglect a child mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially, you do. Where did the neglect of the child came from? You said she, he neglected you. And by virtue of him, he tried to stay away from you. Now, physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially. Again, they always got you cornered with these 
uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially. So if you fail at one of those, no, you don't get to see your kid. Do not need to see your kid at all. Wow, man, I tell you, man. This is beyond toxic. <laughs> yep, he's avoiding the psychosis. She's obviously a psycho. Now, you guys got to really be careful who you impregnate out here, man. They, these women out here turn into a, oh, by the way, they turn into a different woman after they have kids. Whatever woman she was before you, she had your kid, she's going to be a different woman after she has one or two kids, maybe three. She's going to be not the same person. And she could really, what I call, eliminate you, black widow you. Okay, this is where the bait and switch in marriages come from. Once she's done having kids, she's going to flip up. She's going to switch up. It's an it's a automatic. Now, whether you, it affects your marriage or not, um, it's up to you. Whether you're going to be a cuck or you're going to buck up or pay or just say happy wife, happy life. Man, you need to protect your seed. That is wild. She basically has kidnapped the kid away from the parent. Uh, and then what, what it does is the other parent has to now what? What does the other parent have to do? He has to go into court and fight her. That's what he has to do. And it could cost him $20,000 to fight this crazy bitch, right? It could cost him $60,000 to fight. And put a one in the chat if you've been put in this situation. It's going to cost him between fifteen dollars and $80,000 to get the court to make this woman do what she's supposed to do. If you're lucky, she will uh, fold on the threat. But it's going to cost him tens of thousands of dollars to fight. Because people will say, well, go to the court. It's going to cost you $10,000. Do you have it? You don't have it. Now what? <laughs> you're going to lose your job. You're going to lose. You, and, and you go to the court and you might lose. The court might say, yes, you were an abuser. They might make you interview with a social worker. And this broke bitch might come in here and say, yeah, he doesn't deserve custody. And you're just sitting there minus $20,000. Or she might kill your kid if she loses. Take a look at this. Women are the most violent to their children. Women kill their kids more than men. Now, although the media will tell you otherwise, when you add in do they kill the woman and the kid, more men do that. But when it comes to who kills the kids more, women do. Look it up. Colorado mom suspected of deleting two of her children and she was days away from losing them to her ex after four year long custody battle Four, And he's seen at the house during a domestic abuse 911 call. There's the one, there's the mother right there. So I wonder what she's going to lose. She lost, she killed two out of three of her kids because she was going to lose custody. I guarantee you it was a 50-50 custody. I'm pretty sure it wasn't a, look, a four-year-long lead. Okay, fight for your kids, y'all. It took four years of legal battles. Four-year custody battle. Four. Are you going to fight four years? You're not going to do it. So men are going to walk away, and then she's going to say, he abandoned me. Uh, let me see if where, where the custody visitation was going to be here. Okay, uh, it says right here. See what the switch was. Okay, there's a lot of CPS and police department. So that's what you do when you go in there to fight for your kids. Oh, it's this ninja, black-ass ninja. 
<laughs> right? Is that him? Two of the three were dead. He was granted full custody of the children until a new agreement could be revisited in the next hearing, January 18, 2024. So there you go. Now, these are the statistics that people do not tell you. And when I tell you, y'all shaking your boots, man, we shouldn't talk about this, but you will let them paint this narrow vision representation of what, um, what, what men are. Let me see here. It says right here. It says roughly equal. Okay, yeah, look at this right here. It's, it's roughly equal. <laughs> it's roughly equal. That means, look, men and women kill their children in roughly equal numbers. Yeah, you know, hey, when you see that, you know what that means. Oh, it's almost the same. Really? I bet you the women are leading. <laughs> All right, because if this, hey, also domestic violence is roughly equal as well, but they will not tell you that either. All right, roughly equal. All right, but there it is right there. All right, let me see if I can find out right here. Let me see here. Let me see. Let me see what the roughly equal numbers are. Mm-hmm. Roughly equal. Let me see where the let me see where the numbers are. Okay, they ain't put okay, women who delete. Accident oh, they can't count accidents, neglect. Okay, in cases where children uh, were killed intentionally, women are more likely. Okay, here it is right here. In cases where children were deleted intentionally, women are more likely to kill babies and newborns. And before they have the babies, particularly in circumstances of unwanted pregnancy. So we are not even counting the early terminations of pregnancy. Okay. In cases where children were deleted intentionally, women are more likely to delete babies and newborns, particularly in circumstances of unwanted pregnancies, such offenders are more likely to be young and have low levels of social support and blah, 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 and losing custody battles. Mothers are more, also more likely to de- delete kids during psychotic episodes. Hey, you guys got to relearn life. You guys got to unlearn and relearn what the what the media will tell you and what you learn from talk shows what you learn from oprah is actually the opposite once you deep dive and learn you will find out that what the everybody's told you is actually the opposite men are some evil beast and just beating up women that that's rare right even cases and when there's a sa of the assault it's supposedly some guy's gonna jump out of the bushes with a ski mask Super rare. Super rare. It's normally somebody that they know. It's normally a date. It's normally kind of a, a person that they were familiar with. A person that she walked into his house. She let him into the house. They had drinks, drugs, coca, and then woke up the next morning and it was some shit. That's what it normally is. And then it was he said, she said. It ain't some ninja jumping out the bushes with a knife. Now, does it exist? Yes, but it's rare. Same thing with early terminations of pregnancy. Oh, well, what if it was a guy and it was a, a uncle that impregnated his cut? That's super duper rare. It's so rare. In fact, it is less than 1% of all the early termination cases where a father impregnated a daughter. Super, de- super rare. Doesn't exist. What it is is 
something else. They don't want it, unwanted. They couldn't afford it. You see what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's these things that I'm here to teach you that, of course, I'm a toxic masculine man for teaching you these things, but I'm here to teach you. You guys got to re-educate yourself and do the research. If you, if you just listen to the same old, same old and women ranting about men being dangerous and shit, when they keep surrounding themselves around dangerous men, how does that keep happening? We need to explain that. Well, you're victim shaming. Ah, <laughs> You know what I mean? You guys got to stop dealing with these people in this manner because they have manipulated the world in such a way that you will believe that you're the evil person. You'll believe that you're the, you know, there's a reason why women need to be scared of ninjas. Now, there's a reason for me to be scared of y'all. <laughs> there's a big reason for me to be scared of y'all because y'all be acting nuts out here. All right, it be out here cuckoo. Do your own research, though. Do your own research. Let me see what we're doing here. Let me see how many Super Chats I'm behind. Uh, mm, I'll do those and then we'll get it. I'll get, I'll get them real quick. I'll get them. Main event coming up. Dwayne Rhodes says, when on girls, when on girls gone wild, all I got was this lousy t-shirt, LOL, aftercare, fellas, aftercare, aftercare, guys. Chairman Mo, Ike, Turner, Ray Rice, and Chris Brown were right. Well, the story wasn't completely told. I'm going to tell you that. Um, there's stories about Tina Turner that Judge Joe Brown will tell you, and it will pay a different, I don't know how Judge Joe Brown knows Tina Turner, but he claims that he knew Tina Turner, Addie Mae, whatever her name was. And the story, at, where's Judge Joe Brown? If you listen to Judge Joe Brown talk about Tina Turner, it will flip your entire mindset. And I don't know if it's true or not. It, it'll flip your entire mindset of the entire relationship. All right, because Tina Turner used what? She used the court of public opinion. Uh, Tina Turner... And some of the stuff she admitted to. All right, but Judge Joe Brown, and I'm going to have to say allegedly, he said she was a madam and a prostitute and a madam. And she was toxic as hell. She was the abuser. I mean, I'm telling you, man, listen, um, these are things that people don't want to accept. But if you let Joe Judge Brunt anime, is that what her name? I want to see if I can pull it up here because I'm teaching right now. Judge Joe Brown spelled it out, man. That was a video I was going to share, but I never had a proper point to share it. Joe Brown, Tina Turner. He said, Tina Turner was no angel. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, if you know domestic violence situations, if you know situations, man, <laughs> oh, it's all over the internet. And it looks like, uh, was he interviewed by Dennis Sperling? Give me a second here. It looks like Dennis Sperling might have been uh, interviewing him. And not call you soon. You be calling Ike Turner. Is being bad mouthed by this Hollywood. Ike Turner. I grew up where Ike Turner was an icon in our neighborhood because he always stopped with his homeboy, brought fries and hamburgers and cokes, and would sit there and talk to us youngsters for two, three hours at a time, telling us to stay straight, focus on school, get a decent career together. Act like you've got some sense. Treat women with respect. All right, let me and treat your communities. Let me scoot ahead here. Ear, uh, ears heard. Went to a picnic. 
family style picnic, not picnic, barbecue, four picnic. houses down from where the Turners live. Ike was down doing his gardening. He put his trowel down, wiped his hands over, Fairies. came over and talked to the young men, including me. We all played football for Dorsey High, asked us how the team was doing, talked stuff to us, told us to be stop that. She wasn't mad at him about a woman. She was mad at him because he had a writer's block on a song they were working on. She wound up coming out and hitting him as hard as she could, it looked like, with one of these heavy cast iron head rakes. We thought she had done him some serious harm. Yeah, we saw that. I saw her when she was standing in line at Ralph's Market on Crenshaw Boulevard at the railroad tracks. There were four little high school girls went to Dorsey. I was in college, a senior at the time. Tina was sitting, standing in front of them. One of them got the nerve. Tina turned around and called her a sleazy, greasy bitch. Don't ever talk to me unless I give you permission. The girls started crying. That's why I don't have any respect for that woman, because Hollywood sat there and tried to run a game on Ike. Ike and his new wife were in front of me for two arbitration proceedings. You know what for? Because they had a foundation to help out abused women. What it was about is if the woman signed a contract, they would give her money to escape from the abuse. If she went back, she owed a repayment on what was a loan. If she left, it was a gift. That's what it was about because Ike Turner was an upstanding man and that sleazy heifer. Oh, and I don't, don't even talk about what she used to do when she was a pimp in Memphis. And when I got here back in the early 70s and I started getting clients who were scared of that person because she was a gorilla pimp. Ooh. Yeah. Let's talk about that. That's how I can talk about a real man who stopped every time he got over and over and would talk to all of the young boys in the hood about being straight getting your studies together, paying attention to being crime-free. All right, and so he called her a gorilla pimp in Memphis. Oh, not Memphis. Oh, Lord, have mercy. This is the letting it out. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Yeah, a gorilla pimp. Whew. Hey, man, sometimes, dude, I'm telling you, man, you don't never, you never really know the whole story. Damn, Judge Joe Brown going in. All right, all of that is allegedly. I can't confirm any of that. He said she was a gorilla pimp in Memphis, uh, saying he was hard. She was hard on these hoes. Called her a madam. Mm -mm -mm. All right, uh, but uh, listen, I I probably I can understand all of these things here. A gorilla pimp out here. Good lord. All right, gorilla pimping. Shout out to Cali, West Miami. All due respect. That beach has no respect. Single mothers keep kids away from fathers. Yet. Air out the daughter when she becomes a 304 like them. Free agent lifestyle for life. That is a fact. That's a fact. Chairman Mo says when you remove the switch, pimp hand, and other forms of order and discipline from the family, you get the kind of toxic women the coach has just shown you. Yeah. And, well, guys, there's no penalty, right? There's no penalty. So um, we talked about, in a sense, if a mother says to you, Okay, you can't see your child. There's no penalty. Uh, if you fight it and it is proven that she has alienated the kid or proven that, okay, your kid can come with you, they don't penalize her. They don't say, why did you get, now it's rare. Why don't you keep the kid away? You go to jail. There's no penalty. Guys, there's no penalty for these 
things that they commit. Paternity fraud, alienation, right? And it's supported by the pseudo-psychotic community and social workers. So it's supported. Sometimes uh, lawyers will fight aggressively against you and make you prove your parentage. And all of this is a humiliation ritual. They're trying to humiliate you as a parent. So now you got to prove a parentage when you had no reason for being a restricted parentage. Okay, prove you're a good parent. How? Money? Now I got an interview by a liberal social worker? Like these are... (laughs) Why do I got to prove my parentage? Does she have to prove her parentage? No. This is the stuff you go through, man. I tell you, man, these people out here have a toxic game that they're dealing with. And uh, these, uh, there's no punishment for her for doing any of these things. Until there's punishment for women doing what they're doing, they will continue to do it. Till they start going to jail and prison, which they're, they belong. Till they're became, being convicted of child abuse, extortion, kidnapping, and whatnot. There's no, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. But of course, this benefits the system as well. Couple more. Couple more. Shout out to Chairman Mo. Uh, I was like Emilio says, uh, we like white women in Va- in Virginia Beach. All right, <laughs> you like the white women in Virginia Beach. Okay. Shout out to Luis. Uh, Luis says, wake up, wake up. It's the third of the month out here. Shout out to you. Thanks, CGA. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Cesar Ramirez is in the building. Shout out to you. Why do I like to say your name that way? I don't know, but I do. And yes, they don't pay the lawyer's fees. They just show up uh, pro se. And stand there. All right. And then you paying 10, 20, 30, $40,000 for your parentage. Guys, it's a rigged game. It's a rigged game. And then if you don't pay, they say you didn't fight for your kids. You got to fight for your kids. In the history of parentage, men, making men fight for their kids means paying up money and possibly negotiating with the terrorist. Where are we at? Loud Pockets Coachy, acknowledge me. Shout out to you. Acknowledge me. He says, uh, being financially being financially literate, illiterate, being financially illiterate is like asking you for HEP after a divorce, $116 on a credit card for $33,000 ain't gonna do a damn thing. Not a lot. HEP. HEP. All right, two more and we're gonna get on with the show. Yeah, false alligators. There's no penalty for a woman falsely alleging you for doing something. So you have a civil suit. You go in there. It's proven that you didn't do it. Well, you paid for your defense. She walks away. Most of the time, you're going to settle. Kaylin says, Coach, uh, have you heard of BB Homemaker? She's actually a character Beyonce portrays in the music video for her song, Why Don't You Love Me? Uh, Would you have wanted her to be your housewife? I don't like Beyonce. I mean, I don't. Beyonce does nothing for me, so. (laughs) <laughs> right right i don't need beyonce does zero for me now if she was standing here and um that would be a different story but i ain't never gonna meet this woman so i don't even fantasize about Be- i have no opinion on beyonce either way okay kevin says coach can you make the show eight hours uh i am in my cubicle prison and i had to fake laugh at several normie jokes, my inner CGA is about to come out. Pause. Please don't go crazy on your normies at the job. All right, we're very close to the end uh, main event here. We got XQC. Marriage is a scam. Remember, XQC was a blue pill beta arguing against the red pill 
And then he had a fake divorce case in which a woman claimed that he, uh, they were married under common law in the state of Texas. It cost them several hundreds of thousands of dollars. And unfortunately, he, well, he won the case. He was able to prove successfully that they were not in a common law marriage, that he did not marry that woman, but it cost him several hundreds of thousands of dollars. I featured him before, but we're going to pull him up right here. Uh, he is featured here at the middle bottom right there. There's a lot of people here. Gosh, damn, I would not do a stream like this. Okay, but uh, anyway, he's here in the middle row, like the Brady Bunch, but at the bottom. Let's hear him. One thing I'm really curious about is um, uh, why is it going so fast? There's there's more proof of my two-speeder right there. Here we go. It's just, it's just marriage just doesn't make sense anymore. You just, that doesn't really interest you. I'm just curious about that. That's more nah. fast, bro. Well... Depends uh, on who you ask. Uh, hell yeah. nah, I, I, honestly, I'd like to. I'd like every one of you to give me a response. I'm curious. Uh, like marriage I'm is married. a scam. It's a. It's a part of the No, no. Go ahead. Give me. No, no, I want to know. Bro, I want to know Bro, for bro. me, I have a great experience I, being married, but, but I had to learn first. about it against my will. Okay, I, yeah. I wasn't. I never thought. I never thought the word marriage would ever be in my life. To be honest, but until it was. Um, against my will, but yeah, okay, okay. He's he said marriage was against his will. The guy in the bottom left has a woman bringing him a mac, big old fat ribeye steak. So congratulations to him. Anyway, I think I think marriage is dog shit. I think um, unless both partners have a traditional mindset about how marriage will work, it's completely useless because you need both people to be exactly uh, uh, on par with what and and communicative about what they want. What the involvement and what they're going to do with the marriage or whatever, right? And if that's good, marriage may be the best thing, right? But I'm not like that. And because uh, I'm not, I don't have this traditional mindset, but it can work for a lot of people. But these days, people are either not on that line of, of uh, old school uh, uh, mindset or they're deceiving and purposefully uh, uh, malicious about it. I, I generally think a lot of people will deceive their partner and do a bunch of shit. I'll have to make them believe that and then fuck them over. <laughs> well, who hurt you, XQC? Generally, because they're not oh. going for the long haul. All right, and so there he is right there um, saying marriage is a scam, and he didn't even get married, but he realized the, the, the long-term arrangements dealing with women long-term. He had a long-term girlfriend. He cohabitated to an extent. She tried to use the full force of the law in every way, not only um, uh, the, the justice, the, the family court. She also used police officers, and as I call them, toy soldiers, attorneys. And it cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars, just wasted income and time and stress. And he's like, I'm never getting married again. Some people said, one guy said it worked out for him, but he's still married. It worked out for him. And as we tell you, it, it's, it can work out for you. Statistically, it doesn't. But if it does, it, we don't tell you to get divorced. Just write it out. But I will tell you, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Okay, so just when the shoe drops. And then you'll find out. But a lot of guys have to learn the hard way. A lot of guys have to learn the hard way. Uh, XQC was told these things. He thought people were incels and crazy. He's like, this is crazy. This is nonsense. But now when you go through it, boom. Now you're like, okay, I can stand. She actually said he was uh, sexually assaulted her as well. Now once you go through it, now you can be like, okay, some dudes have to feel the pain. Some dudes have to feel the pain. Some guys can be like, well, and I say, roll the dice. Even Matt Walsh says, hey, there's great benefits to marriage. 
But then he says, yeah, you could ruin your life if it doesn't work. Wait a minute. Yep, Destiny 2. Destiny was avid against the red pill. Now, all of a sudden, he's figuring out, oh, wow, okay, I can feel what these guys might be talking about. He might not 100% want to agree because he wants to save face. But now when you go through something, you're like, oh, I see. Oh, okay. Oh, this is painful because you can't control the bullshit. The woman is in control and you're following and you're trying to rationalize. You're trying to negotiate and you're going, oh, this is crazy. This is crazy. So Matt Walsh even said, yes, when it doesn't work, your life can get ruined. Now, who wants to take that offer, (laughs) right? Matt Wall says, you can either win with marriage or your life gets ruined. Mm. Like, that's a pretty, pretty rough offer and proposition here. All right, moving on to the next video here. Uh, This is, okay, we're now into this uh, part of the video, which is the main event. All right, I don't know what to do here. I'm trying to figure out what I need to do. I need a producer, (laughs) right? Stay-at-home wife. Versus career wife. Main event. Ring the bell here. Somebody said this is why you shouldn't take advice from a guy who hasn't been married for more than 10 plus years. Indeed. And even then, what do I tell you? Go get him drunk and surrounded by a pretty woman and you will find out. So this is a conversation that the Manosphere has been having for over a decade. And it's the fact that women don't want to be traditional. And if you could get married... Men want a traditional version of a wife. Now, this has also been coming up with men. And black manosphere typically uh, has this, converse, this conflict of where, you know, they want, they, they want some sort of traditional wife. But they're also saying we don't care about women's degrees and independence and all of this stuff. Which, for the black community, this is, the, this is, a misno- this is not a misnomer. This is non-existent. Black women have always worked in a sense. So now then they got the double dose of career and student loan debt and degrees and education. They do try to hold that above men as a means to say, I don't have to do these things that you tell me to do in the traditional marriage. This is why black women tend to be the least married and most divorced at the same damn time, which is somewhat ironic. But, you know, black women have always had to work. So asking a woman to be a stay-at-home mom from the black community and live in a black community is a very big rarity. I think the boomers are the last of those that would be able to do something like this. All right, Gen X, that has never been our reality. Certainly the millennials and Gen Z. But now when we talk about other people, wealthy people, which people that make up the top 10%, which 96% of the top 10% are Caucasian from the Caucasus Mountains, what do they tend to do with their wives? What do they tend to do? What do they tend to prefer? Well, I have experience with this because I lived in the Caucasus Mountains uh, communities. And I could tell you from examples here that's going to be played later on that, yeah, they tend to go for stay-at-home wives, although there are career women there, but sometimes they put these careers on the back burner. So let me start with this one when the kids come. Uh, let me start with this uh, man right here. He's going to get roasted and toasted, I believe. Um, well, maybe not on this one. But he's going to get bite back on this one. And this is one of these conundrums that people have. So he's going to say getting a second job, is it really worth the cost of daycare? If you're in a marriage, if the woman gets a second job or if a woman gets a job, but the cost of daycare supersedes the cost, the, the, the return of the woman's salary. A lot of men and people rationally and logically and 
pragmatically will say that the woman's second income doesn't cover the cost of daycare, so she shouldn't work. Now, for all intents and purposes, that's a logical, pragmatic approach to this. However, leave it up to women. They're going to come in with another point of view that will make the argument fucked up, which is if you're married to this woman, you are now in a no-win scenario. As the other brother said earlier, his wife didn't, his wife did work, then didn't work. So when this situation happens within a marriage, you're screwed. Logic is out the window, and now you're in this emotional argument. Let me let him start it off right here. Here we go. Daycare costs being so astronomical these days, I feel like a lot of two-parent households are gonna go down to just one parent working, and I know that sounds backwards, but if you really run the math, if daycare is costing the average family two to $3,000 a month, if the, let's use a husband and wife as an example, if a husband made $90,000 a year, his take-home pay after taxes is probably around 75,000. If the wife goes, I'm gonna go get a job for 50,000 so we can get to 140, that's gonna help our family. But after taxes, it's only 30, $38,000 more. And if your daycare cost is $2,500 a month, that's $30,000 for the year. So you're working 40 hours a week and commuting for only $8,000 extra for the whole year, $650 a month. I feel like the parents could work out, like, how do we downgrade our cars or what do we do to make up that $650? I feel like a lot of parents now are going to figure out for just five years until the kids are in kindergarten how to have one parent work so they can save the money, raise their children, and then when they go to kindergarten, go get that job for 50, 60,000. Now all of a sudden they can start building wealth again. But that's kind of an interesting concept. I would break down your numbers and see if it's really worth it when it's all said and done, getting a second job, but also having to have daycare. With the All right, so you heard a situation here. If you just look at the spreadsheet and you type this into Excel, and you type this into Excel, it would make sense. Right, You will look at the number and say, wow, we hustling backwards. We losing money when you leave the house. I've been in this situation. It literally will cause a conflict that is not under resolve. But watch this. Do you know women going to flip on this one? And they flipped. So watch this. I'm going to read this comment. And there, somebody did a response video to this. I actually thought this was the response video, right? You know, this woman says right here, this is really toxic. You knew it was coming. This is really toxic. First of all, the assumption that the wife is making 40% less than the husband is not a great take. Second, the assumption that the mother only wants to go to work as a sacrifice instead of she being work, uh, she's been working for her while uh, adult life to build. I think it means working for her entire adult life to build and maintain a career because just like the husband, she wants to and gets great value from her professional life. Third, you're negating the other benefits like health insurance coverage, 401k matching, etc. And lastly, the long-term earning potential effects of taking that time off and later trying to re-enter because your kids are in school or your marriage falls apart or, God forbid, your spouse becomes disabled or dies and leaves you to support the household, ugh, bad take all around. And of course, we got a lot of likes on this one here. And there's been a lot of women uh, feminists that 
well, feminists. There have been a lot of women who have made a rebuttal video to this. Here we go. This is where it gets difficult because let's just say, let's just say you're the husband. This is your wife. Okay. And you are in a household now where you're trying to have this rational discussion. Say goodbye to your marriage. It's done. It's done. Guys, there's no getting out of this. You are now in a rat trap that is not going to be because now she's going to say what? I'm not happy. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's a mess. You're done. Say goodbye. Say goodbye to everything you knew. Because there's where it is now. Because this is a, a her conversation, which there's some good points in there, but that but her points was related to long-term, and it was more centered around her. Me, 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 me. Uh, somebody said the bar. Come on, man. Are you guys trolling? Don't troll me. All right, don't troll me in here. So let's go back to this. See, you're trolling me. You're interrupting me. Come on, stop. He's looking from it from a husband, and he's looking at it from a husband and the kids. He said, as a husband and the kids, blah. She said, me, 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 <laughs> right. me, and me, 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 me. That's what she said. He said, household budget, numbers, kids, raising kids, blah, me, you, kids. That's what he said. She said, me, 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 me. That's what she said. And, and I want you to go back and listen to it. Okay, go back and listen to it. He started crunching the numbers. And what will happen is you'll hire daycares, you'll hire extra nannies. It might affect your job. And then what you're doing is you're actually going, what, what you'll do is you're, you're actually will start taking off work, right? And then trying to manage this. She was like, well, I work these hours at my second job. That makes less. You take off work because I can't control taking off work. So, what will happen is she'll be under the reign and authority of the boss. The boss says you need to be at work at these hours. You might say, well, who's going to pick up the kids? She's going to say you. And you're going to say, I can't. I can't. I have a job. And she says, I have a job too. And you're like, well, my job makes more. Well, stop belittling me. She's going to say you're belittling me because you make a little bit more money. So then her job is to do what? I'm going to make more money or just as much as money. So now you can't hold this power. So then now you have to, we have to split this shit up equally or you have to do stuff. So the competition then is she'll try to compete with you to make just as much money. Guys, I'm telling you, man, bro, I've been here. I've been here. I've experienced this. And it's a no. So again, the, by the way, this is kind of an equality argument because what they'll do is say, They'll put you in a position to make less money. She'll make more money. And because now you're trying to do all this other shit and making less money, she forces you to make less money. You'll make, she'll make slightly more. And then she'll go and say, well, you got to be the stay at home daddy. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to tell you brothers, if this, anybody else, somebody says, I've been here. It's ridiculous. If you get, if this enters your marriage, it's over. 
It's over. It's like quicksand. Put a one in the chat if you've been through this. And this is the current, this is what marriages is to, are today because both people work, right? Both men and women work these days. It's almost, you're going to have to be very successful to have a stay-at-home wife. Or you're going to have to make a lot of sacrifices lifestyle-wise for a, a decade while you have kids. You're going to have to live very, very minimally. If you, yeah, and then she cheats on you and divorces you with somebody at her job, inevitably, because you guys are in conflict. You guys are in conflict. It is nuts. This is nuts. Like, guys, this is the conversation, and it started with this guy saying, well, maybe it doesn't make sense for you to go to work because it's costing us more for you to be out than it is for you to be here. And then she says, yeah, but what about my career? What about, well, she'll say this right here. So I could focus on my career. And then you're like, but what about the kids? You're like, what about the kids? Well, what about my career? And let me, let me read the, let me, let me play the video again and read the response so you can see where he's coming from. And then you're going to hear where she's coming from. He's coming from the, the whole picture. She's coming from her position. Here we go right here. The daycare costs being so astronomical these days, I feel like a lot of two-parent households are gonna go down to just one parent working, and I know that sounds backwards, but if you really run the math, if daycare is costing the average family two to $3,000 a month, if the, let's use a husband and wife as an example, if a husband made $90,000 a year, his take-home pay after taxes is probably around 75,000. If the wife goes, I'm gonna go get a job for 50,000 so we can get to 140, that's gonna help our family. But after taxes, it's only $38,000 more. And if your daycare cost is $2,500 a month, that's $30,000 for the year. All right. And so there's, the, there's where the kids came into consideration here. Obviously, we're not even going to talk about the kids' ability to be parented. They're, they're being parented by strangers. I mean, all day, every day. And what will happen is she'll try to do her best to shove those kids in the public school as early as possible. Or she'll put them with... We can save the cost of daycare by having my mother watch them or a relative or a relative will pick them up or getting a nanny. <laughs> You're like, this is we're shooting ourselves in the foot, man. So you're working 40 hours a week and commuting for only 8,000 extra for the whole year, 650 bucks a month. I feel like the parents could work out, like, how do we downgrade our cars or what do we, we do go. to make up that 650? And I feel like a lot of parents now are going to figure out for just five years until the kids are in kindergarten how to have one parent work so they can save the money, raise their children. And then when they go to kindergarten, go get that job for 50, 60,000. Now, all of a sudden, they can start building wealth again. But that's kind of an interesting concept. And there it is, the wealth building. Now, people saying you can work from home, that. That is not going to be a solution based on the fact that kids require attention. You're going to be really distracted. Now, yes, does that help a little bit that you're there? But if you have one, two, three kids and you're trying to work from home and you got a toddler or you got, yeah, trust me, toddlers don't give a shit about your work schedule. You're not going to be able to be on your little Zoom and your computer all day long. This is going to be problematic for you and stressful. It's going to be stressful. Okay, kids have needs. All right, uh, anyway, uh, it says right here, <laughs> how about you just take care of your kids? All right, what are you going to put it in a playpen all day while you're working on your little computer? I, I love when people, it, working from home is not the solution on this one. It's going to be more problematic. All you're doing is saving the cost of daycare, but the stress of you managing the kid or kids, 
People who are saying that, guys, let me tell y'all something, man. Kids aren't robots. They don't, you can't tell a kid, hey, uh, from 9.30 to 12, don't bother me. <laughs> if they see you're there, you're there for them. <laughs> if they see you, they're there. That you're, you're parenting if you're there. They don't give a shit if you close the door and you on your Zoom. They don't give a shit. All right, so anyway, let me go back. So as you can see, he's thinking about it from an entire picture. But, of course, the woman's response was completely different. As this, uh, wait a minute. Oh, okay, I, I missed it. But anyway, anyway, there were some supported comments. But as you see, the most supported was, hey, this is toxic. Okay, you're assuming you make more. No, we're not assuming. And then second, the assumption that the mother only wants to go to work as a sacrifice instead of her working uh, whatever right here. She wants to build and focus on her career, just like the husband. Man, you got to really iron this out. You do not want to be having this discussion in your marriage. You do not want to be having this discussion in your marriage, guys. If you're having this discussion and she says she wants to focus on her career and you're already married, ring the bell. This needs, to, this needs to happen before the marriage. This needs to happen before the marriage. If you get married and this conversation comes up, it's a wrap for you, sir. Then she talked about her professional life. Third, you're negating the other benefits, health insurance, 401k matching. So her own retirement, because now she, you know, she doesn't get to do that match. But he, he talked about family wealth. He talked about building wealth. She's talking about her 401k, which what is the average number of 401k? 401k is a joke. Stop. 401k. Okay, then lastly, long-term earning potential. So uh, this is the women get punished for taking off time within the marriage. God forbid we didn't build any wealth during those years. No, we didn't build it. And then, of course, what if you die? What if I get divorced? <laughs> All the things that you would have said in a prenup. What if you what if you divorce me? Oh, don't worry about all that. We love each other. Now all of a sudden, it's what if the marriage falls apart? What am I gonna do for money? You mean alimony and child support? <laughs> guys, man, stop, guys. You guys gotta watch this shit. You guys gotta watch this stuff, man. This these are the things that creep into your in your marriage that you did not hash out or you did not have a finite solution to or she changed her mind, she wasn't working, now she wants to work. What are you going to do? You know what you're going to do? Get divorced. That's what you're going to do. Or take an L. <laughs> That's what you're going to do. Because now you're going to be screwed either way, all right? Uh, especially if the kids, now if the kids are older, it's going to be different. Let's move on. Uh, these are uh, two sisters that are delusional, here we go right here. Now we have more women talking about this as predicted by CGA. He's a scum. <laughs> Great. Babe. I don't want to be dependent in, anymore. I want to be dependent, in fact. I don't want to be strong and bold and hard and... Mm -mm. I don't want anymore. I want to be I a baby it. girl. I want to be a soft life, babe. I want to be pampered and look after. I don't want to do it all by myself. I don't. Especially when I shouldn't have to. Why would I? I swear to God, there could be a man next to me and I could be carrying a TV <laughs> and he'd be like, do you want help? I said, no, don't worry. And I will be packing the, packing the TV up. Just like, that's how 
crazy independent yeah, no. I was. But now it's like, you have your own money, you have your own business, mm-hmm. you have your own life and you still got it together. But also we're women. Exactly, I want to be my feminine energy. I don't want to be lifting bricks for no one. Independency is a scam. Yep. Now, independency is a scam. But uh, I told you that they were going to say this. And I said, when the economy starts kicking their ass and they're going to have to do the heavy lifting, they're going to bow out. As soon as the war starts, they're going to start being feminine. Now, this is where we are, unfortunately. And you're going to hear a lot of women uh, reeling this back. Feminism is dead. They're actually fighting. Gen Z is fighting against the feminist mindset. They're asking, why do we got to do all this? Who, Who wanted this? But there are still women who want to double da- uh, double dip where they kind of want to make their own money and be a girl boss and keep their own money and then have a guy pamper her and spoil her and all of a sudden do his traditional role while she gets to go out there and make her little money and you can't tell me shit. Like, I mean, this is a bad deal altogether for these people here. Unfortunately, it's too late. Too late. Uh, this is a woman here. TikTok has ruined my husband of 12 years. Now he wants a trad wife. And we're getting divorced. Oh, there it is right there. All right. And I don't know if that's the guy right there. All right. But I think that's a commercial or an advert. He does look happy and he does look happy with the kids. Okay. That's an advert. TikTok has long been accused of ruining attention spans. Now the app is destroying marriages. The distraught wife of has taken to Reddit to reveal that the social media app completely changed her husband's character, causing the end of a 12-year union. Sound like he's been watching the great Coach Alini. It's not TikTok, it's the red pill. All right, the anonymous woman, age 37, says her and her husband were seemingly happy together before he became hooked on TikTok trad wife videos. A trad wife, short for traditional wife, refers to a woman who proudly eschews a career in favor of domestic duties like cooking and cleaning and child rearing. A trad wife typically believes a woman... A working woman hurts the nuclear family and aims to cater to her husband's every whim. All right. Um, the hashtag has 269 million views and so forth and so on. And she says, we were not a traditional couple. We both work and we both do chores and child care. He didn't complain about it, meaning he was a pussy. I'm sorry. Not, not that. That means they were a partner. I meant partner, not Pete. Sorry if I offended people. Yeah, partner. But around March this year, he started acting weird. He complained about how I look. He complained about the food. He complained about me working long hours. I work the same hours he does, keeping score. Throughout our marriage, he never had any complaints about the food I cooked. I dressed up uh, in a more comfortable attire when I was in my house. She dressed up like a slob. All right, he never had one problem with it because he didn't grow. He grew some balls, basically. Okay. And the, her, he says right here, she was devastated to learn that her spouse had started becoming obsessed with one particular trad wife TikToker who she didn't name. Her content looked made up, not realistic to me because it was 100% made for male audiences and blah, blah, blah. All right. And so uh, there it was right there. There it is right there. People are saying divorce him, take him to the cleaners. There you go right there. All right. So they're telling him to divorce him. Says right here, if you think TikTok, uh, if you if you don't think 95% of TikToks are made up, you're stupid. Okay, they slammed him. Let him learn the hard way that he can't afford a stay-at-home trophy wife. Before he starts his new life, he has a financial responsibility to his current life and children. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, take him to the cleaner. Divorce him 
so he cannot afford to have a traditional wife. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You see where the venom comes out. But let's take you to this gentleman here named Snoo J. Knows. I'm not, I know what that means. All right, but this is a content creator who has interviewed men in Newport Beach, California, which if you don't know Newport Beach, California, that's where CGA previously lived before he came to the Desert Storm Bunker, Newport Beach. Um, the common average home value in Newport Beach is $3.1 million and going up fast. In fact, it is growing. Typical house values in Newport, they'll never have a market crash there. They have billionaires buying right here. Average $4.3 million house. This zip code is one of the most expensive in the country. The average around $2.4 billion. All right, so these are people here. Uh, this is where I built my business previous to moving to the Desert Storm. And uh, these people are wealthy. Um, or they perceive to be wealthy. They make a lot of, there's a lot of money in Newport Beach. So he's asking these people, which would be successful men, which we actually did a stream saying that 85% of successful men are married. But they left out a lot. And this video is going to, allow us to read between the lines. They're going to ask these men, successful men, do they prefer career women or stay-at-home wives? Remember, 85% of men that are supposed to be successful are married. But who are they married to? Who do they prefer and why? Who do they prefer and why? All right, here we go right here. Fair use. And if you want to give him a subscribe, it's S. New J. Knows. He's going to interview these brothers here. Here we go. All right, of course, it's on 2X speed. <laughs> All right. Here we go right here. Yeah, what's your name? Tom. Tom, what do you do for work? I'm a custom home builder. Oh, sh we never got one of those before. Now, how much can one make doing that per year? That's how good you are. Can I make it a guess and then you just say higher or lower? Sure. Okay. I'll say uh, five mil, higher or lower. In what time period? Uh, in a year. In a year? Yeah. That's a good living. Yeah? yeah? Okay, five mil. Okay, so we'll go with that. Now, how can one get in your shoes, get in your position, make the kind of money well, you make? Size how do you get started? It's hard to come <laughs> yeah, by. Exactly. There's not a lot of men today. <laughs> yeah. so. To get started in what I do, it's uh, basically you got to have you got to have the love or passion. Okay, passion. For the trades. Okay. Right? For the yeah. trades industry. The second thing I would say is to uh, uh, continue that passion with dedication and hard work. Okay. The third thing is if you're not good with people, you won't make it. Okay. All right. So you will hear a conversation going on about, um, you know, how did he get in their business, which is a great conversation. And trust me, I've been in this area. A lot of the people kind of look like this where they're hot, you know, they're larger than the average. They're definitely hopped up on testosterone and, and anti-aging treatment and tans and, you know, uh, Botox and shit like this. They definitely have the cheat code to life uh, because they can afford it. Let's continue. So people, relationships, yes. most important. Okay. Yes. Now, did you join the right company first to learn some of the skills or you had to just do it on your own or how did how did that go about? I started mine at 21. Okay, started yours at 21. Yep. But uh, but I worked for several others prior to that and just kind of knew that was the direction I wanted to go. Gotcha. I saw other uh, companies, guys that were my or, or were just a little bit older than me that were doing it. And I said, hey, I can break off of this and do it myself. Okay. And so really it was, hey, I couldn't work for anybody. So, But there's gotcha. not a lot of mentality that's say that they want to work 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 and then yeah. figure it out right so I, I broke off at a young age i'm a little bit of an anomaly all right and so guys man this is great advice i'm sorry i have to pause it here fair use um he's giving you advice trades skills 
All right, work, breaking out of the nine to five, the grind, stop working for other people. Let's continue. I'd say, you know, the biggest thing for me is, is just having a, a dedication towards whatever your craft may be. It doesn't have to be building. It could be a doctor. You could be an attorney. And, uh, and I've seen guys, I can tell, I'm, just, I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm a contractor, but I'm an entrepreneur. And I teach my kids that same thing. To, okay. Uh, to love, love real estate and just love the, the art of, of creating something to help the world become a better place. And it's like, like if you need something, right, you're here to ease your life. Yep. Shout out to Fashion Island in Newport Beach. What's the white? Right. Right, 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 right. Eat something that you didn't cook. Wear something that you didn't make. Drive something that you didn't build. You know, whatever. And it's just, it's it's about making life easier. And if you have that better mousetrap, mm. you'll sell it to anybody. And it could be the most rare thing in the world. That's sales. Still sell it. No, that's really good advice. Do you prefer a stay-at-home wife or a woman that gets her own bread? Heidi. <laughs> Hi. How you doing? Okay. All right. So here's Heidi. Uh, definitely Newport Beach. Certainly Fashion Island here. Definitely this is what my these were what these are what my clients look like when I had my training business. All right. I train whole families that look like this. Shout out to them. Uh, so here's Heidi. You know, as you can see, Heidi's on the anti aging treatment and curl and cut color and cut as well. And Heidi's living the good life. Does she look like a working wife? Does Heidi look like a working career-oriented woman, a feminist? So I could focus on my career. Married for 23 years. I probably trained women, many, many women like Heidi. All right, here we go. So my question was, does he prefer a stay-at-home wife or a woman that gets her own bread? Stay home. These are my four kids. Well, the reason is because uh, masculinity has to be earned and femininity has to be protected and preserved. Mm. And if you got a woman that's out working, trying to find her own bread, you better make sure you're a lot better than her. She's dumping your ass and she's moving on to somebody else. All right. So, uh, again, in the previous years, a lot of women would have argued this. Now, there's some women still argue this, and a lot of them are ugly women or feminists, all right, or liberal. But and a lot of guys are now going to argue what he said. He's like, masculinity, you got to do X, Y, and Z, and femininity requires this. This is kind of Kevin Samuels saying the same thing, you know, fit, feminine friendly, providing this. A lot of them are just like, no, I ain't paying to support abroad. Okay, ninja, you won't pay, but then you want a woman to do what? Raise kids out of obligation? All right, so there's a lot here to unpack. He's taking the, 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 the leader role, and he's saying it requires to pay. He simplified the argument. He ain't letting that other bullshit come in. I'm going to simplify it. I'm going to take the lead. I'm going to pay. And this is what's going to happen. Not only that, guess what? His other fam his family that he grew up in probably was like that too. A lot of guys are going to be mad at what he said. Now, and yes, is he still exposed to divorce? Yep. Yes, he is. But as we told you, again, I've told you, that men who take this position, yes, they get divorced, but they can afford to get divorced. It affects them, and yes, the divorce is big, but they recover faster. You know who recovers the least fastest when they get divorced? It's guys that pay 50-50. Guys that make the woman work, and then y'all get divorced, and you get hammered. Then you go homeless. It's when the woman starts working or focusing on her career and then she cheats or the shit gets messed up and then y'all get divorced and then y'all split in peanuts. That's who gets fucked in a divorce. <laughs> Not these guys. These guys will cut the check and move on.
It's the middle guys. So anyway, because you're financially dependent on her. And then she drops out of her career to get alimony and child support. Then your your income goes down 1500 bucks. Hers goes up 1500 bucks, and you're homeless. Just like that. He ain't never going to be homeless. First of all, he's aggressive. He's an entrepreneur. He's a leader. And he has abilities and skills. He doesn't just have a job. He has abilities and skills. All right, um, let me continue here. I'm going to roll it back just so you can see. But a lot of guys are going to fight it, man. I ain't never supporting her. And she, he could, she could divorce him. Yep, she can. No, that's really good advice. Do you prefer a stay-at-home wife or a woman that gets her own bread? Heidi. <laughs> Hi. How are you doing? Okay, so my question was, does he prefer a stay-at-home wife or a woman that gets her own bread? Stay home. These are my four kids. Well, the reason is because uh, masculinity has to be earned and femininity has to be protected and preserved. Mm. And if you got a woman that's out working, trying to find her own bread, you better make sure you're a lot better than her. She's dumping your ass and she's moving on to somebody else. I like that. How you doing, sir? I'm Snooge. Okay, so where am I going? Am I going to prison? No, no. <laughs> Good. Uh, an old wise guy over here. All right, this is definitely Fashion Island. Shout out to Fashion Island. Nordstrom's is right here, back here, and they have a great place. Uh, before I used to get a turkey bacon sandwich over here, a bacon sandwich over here. All right. Um, who agrees with him? All right, let's get the wise guy over here. No, you're not going to prison. This, you're in good hands. What's your name? Tom. Tom. Yeah. What do you do for work? Just an entrepreneur, a bunch of stuff. So what kind of things were you doing as an entrepreneur? I was in the bar business. I own a chain of bars. Okay. Uh, I invented a learning device back in 2010. Oh, I was no. in the Apple store. Oh, what? What kind of device? Learning. A child oh, oh, wow. space learning device. Okay. So you sold the business, the bar business, or what happened? Yeah, I sold the bar business. How much did you sell for it? Over 20. Over 20 mil? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now. <laughs> this ninja this ninja look guilty ninja uh but he's on the anti-aging shit too as you can tell man that and man this is newport beach to a t so he definitely has had some facial work done and all of that shit and he got a good hairstylist and his shit slick back this brother is a wise guy over here i opened the bar over there and i sold it for 20 million over there all right you you move some money you launder some money all right but let's continue <laughs> was that the first like big payout you had in your life no. What was the first? A land. A land? Yeah. How much was that? 29. 29. Now, how did you get the money to buy the land? I started selling shoes when I was uh, 20 years old. Okay. And then I drove a truck, and then I got into another business, and I segued into being successful. <laughs> this guy has a big boat. Trust me, he has a big boat. What was that business after driving the truck? I'm trying to reverse engineer this so, to understand. Well, no, I drove I a truck and I was in a swimming pool concession business. Okay. And then uh, saved my money up and when I was 24, I opened up uh, a nightclub. How much? <laughs> Over here. All right, let me stop. How much money did you save up? Not a lot. I, Not a lot. I opened up the nightclub with uh, initial investment, $5,000. Oh, wow. And then from there, just kind of you just kind of just kept building, building? Right, it just kept building. Okay, now last question. Do you prefer a stay-at-home wife or a woman that gets her own money? If she's a good stay at home, I stay at home. Okay. If she if she's not a great stay at home, put her out, let her work. What do you mean by that? If she's not going to take care of the house and, and feed, and all men want is good food. If you do a national study between a pretty woman staying uh, married longer or a woman that cooks really well. What do you do for work? Oh, damn, he cut him off. He was like, cut the camera, ninja. 
He was like, new, 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 new world order. All right, this ninja, like, you asking too many questions around here. Ninja, pool business, construction. I was a plumber. All right. This ninja mob ties is deep. He was like, X-Nay on the, you know, 20. I ran over 20 over here. And then out of trucking company, we used to hijack trucks over there. And then we go over to the pool business over here. And then I had a plumbing business over in Yonkers. All right, over in Westchester, where the rich broads are over there. All right, and then I moved over here. Lucky had me move from Vegas over to California over here. We had a beach house and a yacht. All right, this bitch. All right, shout out to him, man, making fun of the guy. But as you can see, entrepreneurism, entrepreneurism. Yes, you can scam. As I Listen, behind great, behind every great fortune lies a great crime. Over there. I used to drive the trucks over there down to the bridges. <laughs> I'm a trader. Trader? Yeah. Okay. Okay. How, how long have you been a trader for? Uh, five years now. Five years. Yeah. How much can one make per year doing what you do? hundred to a million. To a million. million you know. Have you made 10 mil yet? No yet. Not yet. Have you very made over, over a mil? Yeah. Three mil? And very close. Okay. Very close. So he's right in the range. Yeah. Now, what did you have to do to like get so good at trading exactly? Controlling your emotions. Controlling emotions, okay. Technicals, you can learn those easy, but the hard thing you have to control your emotions. Control your emotions. Now, did you, like, how did you learn the skill of trading? Like, did you go to school? Did you take some courses? Uh, All right, so now, if you notice this, and trust me, man, um, living in this Orange County in Newport for 10 years, these are the type of guys that are there. You're very rarely going to find these educated guys. Now they're there too. There's a lot of attorneys in Newport Beach. Trust me, they 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 hunker down. So there are educated guys. There are USC guys. USC USC. They call it the Orange Curtain. Um, a lot of people that went to USC live in Orange County or eventually lived there or came from there. And uh, you're gonna listen. None of these guys say I worked a corporate job. Now we got a trader, and listen to where he says he learned the trade. Okay, where he learned how to trade. Here we go. And this is a guy probably then floated in many, many careers right here. This is Lulu Lemon behind him where all the flatback Supremes go. I used to chill right here in between streams. I don't know if you can see, but there's a table right here. I used to go here in between my day streams and during COVID, and I used to sit right here. You might can't see it. It's where this guy's back is in the blue jacket. There's a table right there. I used to sit right there. And I can see all the flatbacks coming in and out of Lululemon. <laughs> all right. And I would just chill right there. Where do you think he learned how to day trade or trade? Where do you think he learned? You guys are saying it right now. Like, what did you do? Just learn on your own. Yeah. YouTube videos, books. Started with YouTube, yeah. Okay, YouTube videos. Anybody um, you recommend? Ross. Ross? The guy called Ross. I okay. learned a lot from him. So YouTube videos, any books? No, no I don't So just all YouTube video? All, YouTube all in internet. Yes. That's crazy. Damn, all YouTube. All YouTube. And look at his face. All he learned how to trade on YouTube. Now listen, you can learn how to do anything on YouTube. You can load <laughs> I wasn't running pickup. You can learn how to do anything on YouTube. YouTube University is the shit. All right, and he says he makes between one and five million. He didn't really say a year. YouTube. All right, let's continue. YouTube is not to be played with out here. Crazy. Uh, I mean, right now everything's on internet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, before trading, what what did you do? 
I'm an engineer. Oh, okay, so you're an engineer. Yeah, okay, I'm you have an engineer. Okay, it's not, okay. I'm good with numbers, but yeah, I'm separate. Okay, yeah. now last question. Yeah, go ahead. Do you prefer a stay-at-home wife or a woman that makes her own money? <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> no, I like women to stay home. Stay at home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To like raise the family and stuff like raise that? Raise the family, okay. take care of the family, the kids, and uh, me, of course, and the house. You okay. Know? It's a lot of work to do that. What if the woman's like, take, took care of the kids, right? Uh -huh. She's already, they, they already grew up uh -huh. and she wants to work. How do you feel about that? Depends which kind of a job she want to do, you know? If she want to be a nurse, she want to be a teacher, I'll be okay with that. But more than that, I think it's like, I mean, women, don't get me wrong, women is very smart and they can do jobs better than us, certain jobs better than us. Um, but the stress she's gonna carry with her home, it's not worth it for me to be in her. There you go right there. The stress that she's gonna give you in your home is not worth it in the end, okay? It's not worth it. The stress that, the, again, uh, the stress that this guy was identifying. Where's this guy right here? This type of stress. Like, this is not worth it. Like, it's not worth it. Like, people will think you think you're doing good and you're pulling, and you might even increase the income. Your double income will, will turn into $110,000. And you'll be saying, we're making six figures of income, but the stress is not worth it. And you're going to find that men say, nah, I'm, when men take the lead, and I'm not even vouching for marriage, I'm just telling you. When men take the lead and say, fuck it, nah, nah, I'm doing this. The whole family's going to win. The whole family's going to win. When you're pulling at each other at opposing forces, you're going to be stressed out. You're going to be trying to make some shit work, covering here, covering there. Eventually, that house of cards is going to fall down. And you're like, the stress of it is just not worth it. Guys, peace, quiet, and freedom. Stress is a killer. There's positive stress and negative stress. You stress and stress. I think there's you stress and another stress. Stress is the thing that people always leave out when they're making these comparisons about income and chores. It's the stress. When the wife becomes problematic, when she don't know her place, when you have not established, even in cohabitation, even in monk mode, when you have not established a base and the woman is just hairy carry, changing her mind, going here, flipping there, trying to figure it out, working extra hours, your marriage is doomed. It's done. Ring the bell. De-stress and you stress. Thank you. So what will happen is, She'll say, well, maybe if I worked more hours and maybe if I got a second job and maybe if I quit this job, maybe if I worked, they got a promotion. It, as soon as that's in your marriage, it's over. It might last longer, but you're going to be stressed out. Now, for the guys that can't make more money, well, you better figure that shit out if you want to stay married. If you don't want to get married, then make what you want. But that's going to cause problems. It ain't just about the income. So then she's going to figure out she doesn't know who you are and who she is. Then she makes more money than you. Then she can't respect you. Women can't respect you when she makes more money than you. It's impossible. It's impossible. So now that's coming into it. And then she starts saying, well, you're the bitch in the relationship. You do this. You do that. It's a wrap. That stress is not worth it. And he's saying that. So um, let me play a couple more guys here. Wise guys over here. And think about this. Entrepreneur. I think it's you stress, EU stress, yes. Here we go. 
relationship the stress. with stress. Yeah. 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 I feel it. Yeah. yeah. Well, my man, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. How you doing, sir? I'm Snooge. Snooge, nice to meet you. What's your- Executive ninja, right? CEO ass nigga row up here. Okay, here we go. Mark, what do you do for work, Mark? I am in high tech. High tech. I'm sales for a sales organization. Sales. Hey, man, I want y'all to listen, gentlemen. I'm sorry I have to keep cutting the video. What do we hear from these guys? What do we hear? Jobs, sales, trades, entrepreneur, uh, trading, YouTube. None of these shit had any specific course. All right, nobody gave them, okay, you need to do this. They started early. They got out of the rat race. They had their degrees and bounced and got into something that he learned online and put that shit to action. None of these guys said, hey, I work for this company and I, they plotted me and I got a raise all the way up. Sales, tech, trade, creating something, starting a business. Entrepreneur, learned on YouTube, applied. <laughs> right here. Sales. People underestimate sales. Sales is where it's at. Sales is where it's at. You got to, and, and even, oh, he's going to talk about it. Let me let him tell it. All right, here we go. Okay, so you own this company? Is what you're no, saying? I'm oh, one you, of the executives. One of the executives. Okay, now, are you able to say the company name or? Yeah, it's what? called Impartner. Impartner, okay. How, how much can one make per year doing what you do in your position? Half a million or up. Half a million or up, okay. Now, how can one get in your shoes? What are like the first, like do I have to go to school? Do I have to join the right company? Fire. Okay, fire. You gotta be relentless. Firing people. You gotta be relentless. You gotta be cutthroat. You gotta be cold. What's the secret to your success? How do I get into it? Fire people. (laughs) But y'all wanna have a heart. I'm telling you, you gotta be cold out here in this world. Ninja, you eat what you kill. You eat what you kill. Ain't nobody gonna give you shit out here. You lucky people give you anything. Firing people. Half a million dollars a year. And he probably been doing this for 20 years or so, working his way up. Partner. Relentless. Ruthless. And I'm going to tell you, living in Orange County, these people are ruthless. They, they ain't losing their spot. They're not going to give up their spot. If they see you a hustler, they'll bring you in. If they see you a begging-ass mother sucker, they like, hey, man, tough titty. Tough titty. They're not giving up their beachfront property. They're not giving up their lifestyle. They're not giving up their golf membership in their country club. They ain't giving up their trophy wife. They're not giving up their girlfriend or their boat. They ain't giving up none of that shit because you out here complaining. He said, fuck that. (laughs) Right? Relentless. Y'all better learn. I lived in this environment for 10 years. I came out like, okay, all right, I'm going to learn, man. You got to survive out here. Merciless. You got to be good at what you do you gotta love what you do you have to be able to take a lot of hits okay get up and go getting a good degree helps a lot okay do you need a degree is it required for our company yes okay okay again that's the first degree and i'm not sure that's every company silicon valley not always that way got you now you got your degree what was next then you work your way up man so you so join the right company yeah okay work your way you, up but you sell shoes man just learn how to sell you got to mm. be able to engage people identify problems solve the problems for the customer you know the game yeah right? so sa- look sales is important everyone's saying sales sales everything in the world is sales right 
everybody sells everybody. You have a brand that you got to sell. Yeah, absolutely. So wherever you are, man, you're presenting yourself to companies, to people, to whoever it might be. You influence them. You do everything in your power to, you know, be good, do the right things. People recognize that. Guys who have made it and you know, women who have made it, they will want to invest in young people yeah. who pay the price. Do you prefer? All right, sales. You got to sell everything. Uh, when people say grifting, that tells me that they're not salespeople. All right, they think they should just earn it on their morals. Oh, you should earn it because I'm right. No, you got to sell. Sell, sell, sell. No matter what. And I've sold a lot of things. So if you're not selling, and by the way, you can work in corporate and you still have to sell, right? When I worked in university, I sold the university. I sold the basketball program. I sold the facilities. I sold the degree. That was salesman. I sold this kid to come to my school. I sold this school. Okay, I had to sell all of these things. Sell shoes, sell cars. Even if you're not successful at it, sell yourself. You got to be your most big. You got to sell yourself. You can't wait for people to sell for you. If you wait for people to sell for you, you lost. You think people are going to speak up? Hey, Coach Greg Adams is the best. You think that's going to make your, no, it's not. You got to sell yourself. You got to be the guy that, um, you got to be re relentless in your um, self, there, there was um, self-promotion, self-promotion, relentless self-promotion. Nobody's going to come out here and say, let me find a, a good YouTuber. Relentless self-promotion. I find that the people that do not do well in life are afraid to promote themselves. You're a brand. You're your own brand. So these are great points here. You're your biggest asset. You got to sell yourself. A lot of people are like, well, I don't like to talk about myself. Well, tough titty. Tough titty. You got to yell your name and say it with some damn pride. My name means something, even if, my, if it's my government name. Or create a persona. Sell that. You're the only brand out here. Sell, sell, sell. And you got to learn how to sell. I don't think you'll be successful not learning how to sell. Even if you work for another person, Shameless self-promoter, for real. All right, somebody called me that once, years ago. You're a shameless self-promoter. I was like, that's a negative? <laughs> it was like, that's not a negative. That's how you survive. By the way, learn how to sell. I've, I've sold things, and it wasn't a thing. Right, I sold houses and cars. It wasn't a thing. I didn't like it. It wasn't something I was passionate about. So, um, anyway, let's go into this one. Does he like a stay-at-home wife? For a stay-at-home wife or a woman that gets her own money? So it's a really good question. My wife, I'm very blessed because my wife is very talented. She got her own education. She went after it. But when we had our first children, guess what? She stepped aside mm. and raised our kids uh, probably till they were about 15, 16. Wow. And then went back into the work field. Yeah. So for me, I am very grateful that she made that sacrifice. Yeah. Made me fight even harder right to support her in that because that's not easy for a woman oh no yeah so i don't prefer one way or another every individual is different every individual has their own thing but for me i am so grateful that my wife we were in a position yeah not everybody is that's yeah. what I like. how you doing sir I'm all right so shout out to him right there um he's saying that she did work she did have a career but i got myself in a position to leverage her ability to stay home and raise the kids so that it never had to come back up. By the way, I will tell you, I know people in this area that have wives. I had clients that had wives that were lawyers. They had a JD, but they didn't work. 
Or if they did work, they worked part-time. And it wasn't, it was off and on. Meaning that their focus became the family. Now, not everybody's able to put in this position. And I know poorer people or lower income people cannot do this, right? Um, and even black women are asking black men to do this. Come on, black men, step up. All right, but the thing is, they don't have a lot of guys to select from that can afford this. And somewhere, they, these women come into their life and they're self-destructive. So it prevents you. And yes, you can find happiness with both people working. Hey, it is what it is. But the best scenario is, okay, let me up, let me up myself so I can support this. Over time, the woman will probably say, I'm glad he did that. Yes, you're still exposed to divorce. Over time, if she doesn't fight it, it allows the natural course of action and the struggle to happen. And she's willing to fall back and say, okay, we'll eat beans and, and hot dogs. But if she wants to go party, shake her ass and focus on her, she doesn't realize that she's taking away from this ability to manifest over time. Yes, you'll have to return back to work at some particular point. Uh, last one. Let's go over this guy right here. I'm Snooge. My pleasure. What's your name? David. David. What do you do for work? I'm retired. What do you do when you weren't retired? I had a business, did business and sold it. What was your business exactly? I sold um, office equipment, uh, ah. digital duplicators and stuff like that. So All right. Sales again. Sales. How much did you guys produce in revenue per year with that business? I guess we were around a million. A million? Okay. How did you get started in that exactly? Like, did you have to... I was in sales. So you started in sales for go. like another company, I'm assuming. Yeah. And then how did you... I, I hope you guys are listening. I hope you guys are listening. All right. Because a lot of this people, these people would say will have white privilege and stuff like this. I think it's family privilege. And these people don't let people tell them what to do. Right. Well, you should go get your degree and you should go do this. But these guys end up doing stuff that they had to work in the trenches for years. I hope you guys are listening to this. A lot of these stories, but then 40, 50 years down the line, cumulatively, they will look wealthy. And you'll be like, oh, it's this and that. But did you hear it? Another sales guy. And yes, he says, this, um, a, a, another sales guy. He had to grind and sell and, and learn and hit the, it is. Sales is, 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 a, is a cheat code to this life. And you're always selling yourself. So not selling yourself or not learning sales is an is a L. But having family privilege is another W. So you got to have sales, tech, trade. I hope you're noticing a pattern. Transition to your own. Uh, I learned the trade. and became There's the trade. All right, sorry. I'm, I'm going to have to stop interrupting. There's too many chips in here. Other than to stay at home, sales and trade. I was in sales. So you started in sales for like another company, I'm assuming. Yeah. And then how did you transition to your own? Uh, I learned the trade and became a sales manager and then went out on my own. Do you prefer a stay-at-home wife or a woman that gets her own bread, her own money? Well, I'm married to a gal that invests in makes her own money okay so that doesn't hurt okay so what do you prefer just does it matter well i like intelligent active women and um she's a good match for me what do you do for work all right so this was the one that was somewhat slightly different here she's like have some own business of yourself invests in makes her own money yeah make your make your own money get out of my hair 
Get out of my hair. <laughs> right here, right here, right here. Somebody says, these guys are also of the certain skin color. I'm, I'm telling you guys, it, you guys got to go around these people. I lived around a wealthy area like this for a long time. You're going to find that what, what, what happens is men get talked out of doing these things because you try to chase pussy early. Remember, you can chase money, and as a result, if you chase money, women will follow. You chase women, money gone. But ninjas are still out here trying to run game. I guarantee you, do, do any of these ninjas say running game? When, when I used to tell you, I've never heard wealthy men talk about running game. You know what I also don't hear them talking about? Getting ass. I never hear them talk about it. Now, you will hear them do it. They do it. They, they get ass. They got boats, and they take girls out on boats, and they get girls on their knees serving them. But young guys, the, the guys, I'm finding that the colored men are always talking about ass and bitches and hoes. And they put that on the back burner. That's always last. That always comes as a result. Have we noticed that? And then two-parent household. And then, guess what? We had a foreign guy in here. His English was not any good. You'll find in this area, you'll find in this area, there's a lot of foreign self-made people. There's a lot of people. Raj, the, the guy that learned on YouTube that was an engineer. He, none of these guys said, I got game, I got swag, I got drip. None. Zero. None of them said that. They said sales and work and all of that stuff. Have you noticed the pattern? I've been trying to tell y'all that for a long time about the blue chips. Bitches come last or women come last. Women are a byproduct of success. Now, you'll be talked out of this by your homeboys. That's why you a skin color and you not up here talking about this. Because your homeboys, you trying to be cool to your homeboys. You trying to listen to your homeboys. Been telling y'all. So when y'all want to look at the result of 30, 40 years of hard work and sacrifice. And then boil it down to, hey, well, it's because they black. They ain't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Shout out to you. It's because it's because it's because they white. It's not. Trust me, it's not. It's the culture. It's what you're subjecting yourself to. It's what you're trying to live up to. It's what you're trying to prove. Nobody said Riz game and I get plenty of bitches and I got them under control and I got them. I'm the macking, the pimping. Nobody. Zero. The women come as a byproduct of all of this. And quiet is kept. They be on the Epstein flight log. But <laughs> you got to do the hustle. You got to do the hustle. And whatever she's saying is meaningless. Have you noticed that? None of them said, well, my wife said, and my wife did, and she told me none of them said that. They said, I cuff my balls, therefore I dictate the rules. Now, women want this, but then a lot of women get this, and they don't want it. A lot of women are asking men to do this, but then also want men to be subservient. So, hell with them. They want to say, well, I'm going to make my own money. Nope. Get the leverage first. <laughs> Get the leverage first. Okay. <laughs> the, when I figured this out and clicked, it, may, it changed my life. Running game means shit out here. It's useless. Now, it's good for sales, but you don't turn that into booty right away. 
you got to get out here and get the work done. Get the get the work done. Okay. So that doesn't hurt. Okay. So what do you prefer? Just does it matter? Well, I like intelligent, active women, and um, she's a good match for me. What do you do for work? I'm retired. What do you do when you weren't retired? Oh, Lord. Take a look at what we got here. Uh, yeah, man, this ninja got the anti-aging treatment. This is what you see out here, man. When you see this ninja fit, TRT on point, HGH facelift, this ninja got mega boat. He got a yacht, big yacht, and a trophy wife, an old trophy wife, and he got girls at the JUCO. <laughs> Tired. Computers with aerospace. Computers with aerospace. Okay, what exactly was your position there? I held a number of positions. At the end, I had a uh, manager manager department of uh, IT project managers. But he doesn't manage me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I manage him. Uh, there, okay, I manage him. Yeah, he doesn't manage me. I manage him. All right, this bitch ain't had to do a hard work day's work in her life. Maybe at the beginning. Yeah, you don't, you don't matter me. This old woman. All right, let me see what we got here. How much? Oh, there she is. Oh, Lord Jesus. Hold up for a second. Hold up for a second. 250000 250000 How does one... But he doesn't manage me. Oh. <laughs> I'm running the ship. I'm running the ship. Look, y'all. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the humanity. Oh, my. Yeah, boy. I, she was a baddie back, like, 40 years ago. <laughs> He, 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 he doesn't say nothing to me. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> All right, he probably be out there at the JUCO. Oh, baby, I'm going to the boat this weekend. I'll see you later. How much in your position can one make per year doing that? 250000 250000 How does one get into that position? You have to go to school or what What, what happens? Yeah, you got to. Uh, I went to Purdue. Okay. You comp, went comp sci, computer science grad. Okay. So you're going to have to, you know, have a technical, scientific engineering background degree. Okay. okay. Or master's now. Okay. So um, master's now. Yes. Uh, okay. If you want to be in management, most of them have master's. Yeah. Okay. So master's. Yeah. So once you get the master's and then you just apply to the right company and then just work your way up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He'd be at the library for sure. in Huntington beach. Hey, um, um, Purdue. So this is when the, uh, higher echelon of the universities come through. Let me see what he says here. Did, let me see if she worked. I like this question. Last question. Do you prefer a stay at home wife or a woman that makes her own money? Both. Both. Why is that? Wait. So my wife stayed at home with the kids. You know, and that's they, the hardest job. Have, yeah, hardest really job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shut up. He sees that now with her <laughs> granddaughter. Oh, don't get her started. Oh, my God. It's just, why you even get her in the conversation? That's the hardest job. Man, it's a necessary job. It's important. It ain't the hardest. Why did you even invite her to the guy? Now she on me and my grandkids. All right, man, go sit down. Now she didn't. Okay, let's get the focus back on who matters here. Yeah. That's true. I, yeah. I loved it. And then after, uh, after the kids are grown, and you know, then um, you know, you want your uh, wife to have some other type of uh, you know activity. Presumably. Yeah. Would you rather stay at home or would you rather make your own money? Both. Both. <laughs> Both. Okay. Both. Yeah. I mean, it goes so fast with the kids. It goes so fast. Like life goes so fast. Yeah. I yeah. mean, uh. you want to you you want to be there for every little thing, and I wanted I got a close relationship. Man, ain't nobody listening to her. Man, let me let me skip this shit. Okay. Okay. We got a brother. 
Okay, are you like a pharmacist or what you... chemist? Okay, we got a brother. We got black man for y'all in Newport Beach. Look at this ninja out here. Shout out to him. All right, we got a brother. Last one right here. We got a brother out here that's going to speak on it. He out here. You know his wife is white. He got a Tiger Woods hat on. You know he is not married to a black woman. I mean, the likelihood that this ninja married to a black woman is slim to none, and slim just died. All right, here we go. I might be wrong, though. Let's you need something after, which I don't have now. Yeah, well, well, you did the hardest thing, was raise your kids. So uh, I, the best yeah. thing is the best thing. The best thing, yes, best. So that's all a blessing. How you doing, sir? I'm Snooge. What's your name? Oh, look at that handshake right there. Look at him. All right, put her there, pal. All right, that's the country club handshake right there. We're going to go hit balls there. We're going to hit balls down at the country club. All right, Newport Beach Country Club tonight, huh? Let's come out there and go hit a couple of balls at the driving range. Yeah, we'll hit a couple of player back nine tomorrow. We're going to play a back nine tomorrow. <laughs> right, here we go right here. All right, let's see what this brother doing out here. What type of scheme this ninja running? All right, here we go. Here we go. Brandon, nice to meet you. What do you do for work? Uh, I work in the pharmaceutical industry. Okay. <laughs> the pharmaceutical <laughs> The pharmaceutical industry, shout out. Strike jacket. Donald Trump said. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? All right. He sells drugs. All right. Here we go right here. Okay. All right. He sell, he's a drug seller. All right. Here we go right here. Here we go. Okay. Are you like a pharmacist or? Biochemist. What you... yeah. Oh, biochemist. Work, okay. Yeah, I do quality assurance. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, how much can one make per year doing what you do? Would you say over 200? Oh, yeah. You got to go to a lot of school for that, right? What you're doing right now? Or? Well, at least, uh, at least, uh, at least a bachelor's degree. Um, I don't know if you guys know, um, in this area, the two big pharmaceutical companies, uh, what was the other one? What's the guy? Uh, the, the far, far, there's two big pharmaceutical companies there. I actually trained one of the executives at one of them. Uh, there's two big pharmaceutical companies, one being Pfizer in this area and another one there. Uh, so he probably works for one of those. All right, let's see what we got here. At least a bachelor's degree, and then you just and apply to the, the company yeah, that, mm -hmm. okay, that will give you the, those opportunities. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, last question. Do you prefer a stay-at-home wife or a woman that gets her own bread? What do you prefer? <laughs> a woman that gets her own bread. Why is that? I just think it's just, you know, these times and age, I mean, you need help to get things done, right? Pay bills and, you know, share the, share the, share the wealth. Yeah, yeah. So the share, more money, the share. better. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. all combined, right? Okay. I mean, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to, you know, and it really depends on the individual as well. Right? Yeah, yeah. What their needs are and what their wants are. Some people don't mind being staying home. Mom or dad. Yeah, matter, right? that is true. Yeah. But I think if you really want to enjoy life and do the things you want to do, you're going to need two incomes. Yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Johnson & Johnson is the other one. Um, there's another one, too. There's there's actually more. Uh, this guy says he makes around $200,000 a year. So, yeah, he was like, um, yeah, he's not married. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, uh, he's like, he, he, he's in the $200,000 a year income. So he needs he needs an extra check out there in Newport Beach. Niggas always yeah. All right, but uh, there you go right there. So you see the extremes in the income, and also there's a black man that says, I need some more money. I need money out here. Get this bitch out here working. I got money. All right. He on child support. Oh, no, this is terrible. My man, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. How you doing, sir? I'm Snooge. What's your name? I'm Don. Don. All right, so we did have one, maybe two, that said, hey, she can get her own bread. And, of course, there's a conversation to be had about women later on returning back to work. We won't have it tonight. 
But uh, let me do this last one. Nice to meet you. What do you do for work? I'm in sales. In sales. Uh, yeah. What, sales. what kind of sales exactly? We sell, if you notice outside the big crane for the construction equipment, Yeah. we rent and lease and sell heavy equipment for construction. Okay, so how much can one make per year doing what you do? 200000 200000 All right, so 200000 another two hundred k. Somebody said two hundred k a year is broke in Newport Beach. You definitely live in tight. All right, but here's another sales guy. Uh, let's see what he says here. Okay, yeah, that's now how can one get into your shoes and, and get a sales job like yourself and make that kind of money? Well, a lot of companies like my, the one I work for, they're aggressively hiring all the time. And there's a lot of turnover in sales. Okay. So, but there's other there's other entry points and entry levels too. You know, based on your aspirations. If, if you uh, if you score high, you know, on certain personality tests and certain evaluations they do. My truck four by four. Sorry about the airplane here. Okay. Uh, you know, you get a lot of perks, but you got to work your butt off. You know, there's no question about it. It's, it's an intense industry. Absolutely. Very competitive, but. Listen, I know you can't hear over the airplanes here, but if you notice, again, 200K a year for sales, he's probably been doing this for multiple years, but he said it's not easy. You got to work your ass off. It's competitive. It's cutthroat. Nope, nothing's going to be handed to you. You got to work your way up. Have you noticed that even at that income, people think if I just get a job and I'm making six figures, I'm going to sit back and it's going to be easy street. It, it, none of these guys have said it's been easy for me. It was handed to me. Yep. High turnover, burnout. You got to work your ass off. Notice these things. And these are in the rich area where people think these people are just made of money. Yeah, you guys got to work your ass off. That's just what it is, to be honest with you. I mean, listen, it is what it is. You got to grind. You got to sacrifice. It's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. What, are you able to say the company that is aggressively hiring right now? Sun State. Sun State. Sun State Equipment. Sun State Equipment Company. Look it up, guys. If you're into sales, yeah. aggressively hiring. Now, last question. Do you prefer a stay-at-home wife or a woman that gets her own bread? Both. Both. My wife is, is just kind of both. She has a nice career. Okay. She also is home a lot, so you know I get the best of both worlds. She spent her life developing relationships, and her her style of business is a lot of internet-based, you know, phone calls and things of that nature. And she sets up presentations to go out and do presentations. Okay. For design work, for stuff like this. Nice. I just money. want her to be happy. You know what I mean? And meet, That's and, a meet and meet my need, my basic needs. You know. So, okay. it's, you know, people nowadays, you know, they got to have something to do. Yeah. You know, otherwise you get stuck on the computer and, you know, stuck just staring at the screen, right? Yeah. You got to find something that makes you happy that you can get out and out and about and meet people like you guys are doing today. 100% happy. All right. This is key, guys. What do you do for work? Oh, uh, I got a business. What kind of business? It's like a SEO company. Uh, what kind of company? SEO, SEO company. Okay, so he said both, and he's at 200K a year, and the wife works. She has her own business, it seems like. And that keeps them occupied. Also, they were of advanced age as well. So, yes, the woman is eventually going to have to go back to work and all of that stuff. But he's saying there's some basic needs being met. And as long as she has her thing, he supports it. Good good video. Last one. Oh, for, for real? Yeah, what, yeah. Are you able to say the name? Or? Uh, probably not. Oh, keep it private. Yeah, How yeah, long have yeah. you been doing that for? Uh, about seven years. Seven. All right, Just Preet. Ghetto Just Preet right here. Just Preet is about to tell y'all. 
how it works. Years, how much can one make doing that per year, being in your position, mm, best year? I would say probably you do like 250. How did you even get started? Like what was like the first steps initially? Like did you go to school? Did you learn uh, from somebody else? I like, just did it on my own. Yeah. All like, you just learned, learned it on my own. Online, online or yeah, for real? Much. Yeah, I mean I, I did it for like like 10 years before I actually pulled the trigger. Okay. Yeah. Wow, yeah. okay, so that's a great one here. He learned for 10 years, Raj. Raj learned for 10 years, then pulled the trigger. So he didn't leave his job. He probably double dipped, and then he side hustled, and then made his business. Last, let's see what he did. So all online, huh? Any, like, like is it all YouTube videos? or? Uh, I mean, this is, like, kind of before it was really up on there, I guess. Okay. But you can, you can find it on YouTube, essentially. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. So online, guys. Now, last question. Yeah. Do you prefer a stay-at-home wife or a woman that makes her own money? Uh, she has a hard question. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but it depends on her. It's the heart that counts. Yeah, the heart yeah. that counts. Yeah. What do you prefer? Uh, man, shoot. Uh, no, I haven't thought about that. There's no right or wrong answer here. It's just yeah, what do you prefer? Would you want her to stay at home or would you want her to work? Or what uh, would you, you know? I mean, Damn, did you make a decision, Raj? It depends on her, you know, because whatever she wants to do, I'll yeah. put it that way. Because I'm, I'm cool either way. Cool either way. Okay, yeah, so yeah. you don't mind supporting and you don't mind like... Exactly, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. up to her. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're a pretty chill guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so thanks uh, to this guy, S. New, J. Knows, Fair Use. Uh, go ahead and check out his channel. He has 295,000 subscribers, so he looks like he's been doing it very well. This video has 109K views. Four days ago, it was popped up. It was shared to me on my locals. So appreciate this conversation um, and all of that. Hope you guys can take some information from it. Uh, but it seems like the certain income level and the certain age ask for a certain thing. It seems like the younger guys who made around 200, 250, even the slightly older guys in that income range desired a spouse that had both, right? They both said they both work a little. She's available to me a little. The guys that went above and beyond that or seem to be older, they took the route of I make it all 100%. And I think the last guy wasn't married at all. Yeah, he, somebody said he's single for sure. He wasn't married at all. Um, and it seems like he's just come into his income. And that does dictate where your situation is. If you're 40 and you just start making 200K and you've only made 200K for two to five years, you don't have a lot of money. You don't have a lot of money to be able to pull this yet, especially in Newport Beach. Newport Beach is, you know what I mean? Like you can make 300K and feel tight. And you can feel tight with 300K, but believe it or not, 300K is tight in Newport. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know. I have no understanding of this, but just to let you know, if let's just say you made 300K for two years or a year, and then your income dropped or it plateaued at that, and you've only been doing it for a year or two, it's tight. So anyway, you're going to have to do that 300K for like five to 10 years. Then you'll be ahead. So anyway, uh, let me do some super chats here. Great conversation. Great video. Hope this also motivated and inspired you. JC says, coach, you a mess. He says, Epstein listening just, yeah. <laughs> Indeed, Epstein listening just in the building here. Yeah, I'm sure. Shout out to JC says, in my opinion, it's much easier for a woman to work on her career in their 30s than start a family in their 30s. Motherhood before career. I actually tried to ask that. I said, why don't they start their careers later in motherhood earlier, right? I, it's a tough situation here. I've made a whole video about that because they do have to deal with this, hey, do I want to have kids? Now, if they're hell-bent about not having kids in marriage, 
Again, this is our own personal decision. Um, but what I'm finding is that these women get to a certain point and then they want to stop. 32, 28, 37, 40. Then they want to do IVF and they want to find a guy. Then they'll grab a guy. And that's you. Then they'll get married and divorce. It, 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 to me, I'm wondering why they don't just start first. Uh, because I know a woman. I knew a woman, uh, for one of my former clients. She was married to an executive guy. She was a stay-at-home mother for many, many years. Now, when the kids got old enough, I think they all moved out of the house. She start. At, matter of fact, the funny thing about it is I met this woman, this client that I end up training at the Fashion Island Mall. So I met her there um, where the video was shot. I met her there, and she said, um, I, I met her buying some jeans. I went to go buy some jeans. She was like, oh, hi, whatever. And she was like, um, and I told her I was like a fitness trainer. She was like, oh, I'm looking for a trainer. Now, this woman worked at a jean store. I can't remember the name of the jean store. But she worked at a place that sold jeans, and she was in her 60s or late 50s. And she was like, oh, I'm looking for a trainer. I was like, oh, okay. End up giving her my business card and then secured the sale, closed the deal, ran my game, <laughs> right, sold myself, and then I ended up getting her as a client. Well, she told me she was a stay-at-home mom. The kids became aged out. Then she works like this because her husband still travels for work. So she works for fun to get out of the house. She doesn't need to make a lot of money because the husband already makes so much money, but he travels so much that she was at home alone. So then what she was doing was she was just working at this jean store. It was weird. It was like, oh, I work at this jean store uh, just to get out of the house. So it's not like a, it wasn't a pressure situation for her to earn money. I did not clap her cheeks, right? Uh, I do not clap, clap clients' cheeks. I want y'all to know, man, put the money over the pussy Please, guys, money over pussy. Will you stop? If you clap your client's cheeks, your business is going to go out. It's going to affect your business. Get the money first. <laughs> Just never learn. When I trained, I was not trying to fuck clients. I needed money. I needed the money. I was building a business. <laughs> okay, come on, man. Well, y'all get it right. Y'all can't do. I can get pussy somewhere else. I can get girls somewhere else. I don't got to get them through my work. <laughs> Come on, man. Why mix business and pleasure? Y'all got to get y'all priority state. If I get my money right, I can go get women over here. I don't need to get them from my job. Man, it ain't worth it. Trust me, man. It ain't worth it. I know the trainers I know that slept with their clients. They always had problems. Their business always had problems. And then they was too busy fucking their clients to even come to work. It's not worth it, guys. Trust me, man. Uh, listen, man, when I go out, when it's a business with me, with women, I'm able to keep it business. I live with three women as roommates, three women. I, they were all attractive enough to bang. And I didn't bang any of them. It's not because I couldn't. It's because I knew if I mixed that bit, that pleasure with the business, it would ruin the roommate situation. All of a sudden, she ain't going to want to pay the bills and split it and do the dishes because we fucking now. All right, I did not want that, and then I could not pay the entire rent, so I didn't want to do that. Stop mixing business with pleasure. 
You will learn. Take some advice. No, no, no. There's Panani outside of the business. Plenty of it. Plenty, plenty of it. Y'all dudes, you guys going to ruin your business out here. It's crazy. And that old ass woman was not worth me losing <laughs> to, to fuck some old woman. Please, man. Y'all wild out here. Anyway, Derek Williams says what people fail to realize is that none of these money decisions matter when you come home to her standing in the kitchen with teary eyes saying, I'm not happy. Well, I mean, that is, I'm not happy. <laughs> that risk is going to be there whether you broke or rich. But that is where we actually tried to tell you. If you're in a situation, I'm going to pull up the data here. Let me see here. Uh, let me see here. Recover from divorce. I, I, I wonder if I can find it. Let me see here. Uh, let's see here. I don't know if I'll find it fast enough. But when your burden. Oh, here it is right here. Here, here, here it is right here. All right. So. Again, I'm not promoting marriage. You guys do what you want to do. But watch this. Um, it says men who provide less than 80% of the family's income before divorce suffer more financially. This is a big this is a big deal. I want you to listen. Men who provide less than 80% of the family's income before divorce suffers more financially. Listen now, men who provide more than 80% of the family's income before a divorce do not suffer as much financial loss and have a better chance of recovering from the devastation, according to research. Huh? You see that? This is a tough conversation to have because then you're going to say, well, she got a million dollars and she got... You know, we see these horror stories. Anthony Anderson had to cut her $17 million check. But this is a, something that we don't discuss. And women who get you in a situation where you're 50-50 is actually worse. It's worse. That's the worst case scenario for you. I'm going to say it again. Men who provide less than 80% of the family's income before divorce suffers more financially men who provide more than 80 percent of the family's income before divorce do not suffer as much financial loss and have a better chance of recovering from the devastation isn't that interesting you th these are the guys i want her to pay and she needs to bring in her money that that ultimately is going to be catastrophic for you it's catastrophic for you it's worse because you need her money and then she takes money from you out the door and kids. You're fucked. When you have that, when you're in the leader position and you get a divorce, you're going to make the money back in a year or two. Because you know how to make money. You're already independent. You can pay her off. She can trick to blow the money, whatever she wants. You'll make the money back in years. If not overnight. In fact, Jeff Bezos made all his money back. He made all that money back from his divorce, all of it, and more, and, he, and more. 
He says, please check the articles of these authors. Please understand when I give you something, it's not just one article. I, I can pull up 10 articles on this one. You have to do, you have to check the author. Please don't make me do all the work for you. I've already done many shows on this, so please understand I've already done and covered so many sources on this that it is an actual fact. Please understand. Now, you need to do the work because I, I, I do all this work for you, and then I'll bring up a point. I'll show it to you, and now you want extra sources? Now you want me to pull extra sources up? God damn, why don't you do the work? <laughs> Do the fucking work yourself. I'm not going to do you all the goddamn work for you lazy ass motherfuckers. And I'm not going to pull up every five sources for you to convince you. I've already done 50 shows on this. I'm tired of you motherfucking lazy ass people. You guys crazy. Check the sources. I've already done a show on it. When I provided multiple sources. That was just a one off, a quick one for you to digest so I can prove my point. The fuck is wrong with these people, man? God damn. <laughs> he acted like I just brought it up and just pulled up one. I've already done so many shows on this. That was just a teaser for you. Just take it. Now you do the work. You prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. My Lord. These people, man, want to find one thing and then, oh, well, I've already done five shows on this. Stop. Stop. Men are the most, guys, men are the most hard-headed people out here. And uh, y'all kill Kevin Samuels. <laughs> y'all kill Kevin Samuels. I'm telling y'all right now. Because you some weak-ass motherfuckers. I'm tired of y'all. Y'all ain't going to kill me. Y'all ain't going to kill me. Y'all kill Kevin Samuels with this shit. Putting all that pressure on that one poor old man. Because y'all hard-headed and can't cuff your own balls. Y'all hard-headed asses. Why you need multiple sources? Where are the women asking for multiple sources? They're not. You know why? They sit in silence and take this message. They sit in silence because I'm so thorough with this shit. But your punk ass want multiple sources. <laughs> Stop trying to put all this pressure on us. I'm giving you so much information. Just chill the fuck out. You guys are so, I mean, I just tell you, man, y'all some hard-headed ass people, man. Hard-headed as fuck. Why don't you get your keyboard together and look it up and then debunk me, but you won't. Debunk what I just said. You won't. <laughs> and then don't even watch all my shows and then want to tell me who the hell I learned from and what I need to do. Just Jesus Christ. <laughs> he said stressful conversations with black women killed him you know why because you punk ass niggas don't want to put these women in checkmate that's why it wasn't stressful conversations with women it was because you guys wouldn't put black women in checkmate that's why you guys did it to him you guys did it to him it was a stressful conversation to be. You guys put too much pressure on him because you couldn't put these women in checkmate. The reason why we got problems with women is because punk ass niggas like y'all can't check women. That's why. 
You ain't got no money. You ain't got no leverage. And all you care about is pussy and ass. You got an ass addiction. And that's why women getting over on you. That's why. Now, the minute I start putting bitches in checkmate, y'all want to ride my coattails. No, you go out there. You go out there and put them in checkmate with this. You get leveraging options first. But now y'all want to run game and blow smoke up their ass because you like ass. <laughs> I'm tired of y'all. For real. Put them in checkmate with this information, but you won't. You want to go over there and funnel them to my content. Put them in checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> but you won't you be out here simping for them as soon as you get offline anyway <laughs> and then got these women out here being delusional because you out here following them on social media jumping in their DMs yeah that's why that will give them a coronary real quick. <laughs> what did I tell you? Until you can slap your mama, poke your grandmama in the between her eyes, and elbow the hell out of your sisters, you can't do shit out here when it comes to these women. You can't even put your own female family members in checkmate. And then you want to run out here acting like you're going to act. Dude, what you guys need to do is ignore all women over 40, and that will actually start helping your problem. But you won't because you want some pussy. Hey, hey, listen. <laughs> ignore all women over 40, and a matter of fact, don't give them no attention. For five years, and stuff will start changing, but you won't do it. <laughs> All right, for the people who think I ain't got smoke for these goofy, hard-headed ass men. Stop dating women with weave, and then all of a sudden, stuff will start lining up. Stop dating strags, and stuff will start lining up. Stop impregnating skeezers, stuff will start lining up. Stop jumping in these whores DMs, and stuff will start lining up. But you won't. Go get some money, and stuff will start lining up. But you won't. <laughs> Look at all these fools running. Stop dating women who come outside with bonnets, but you won't. Stop dating overweight women, but you won't. <laughs> you got a preference for them all of a sudden. Well, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me stop here. Yep, they got out of there real quick. You hear that? You see that? They got out of there real quick. 
Shout out to Macaroni Tony. To be fair, Judge is half right. The other half of the story is uh, that Ike was down bad and had to sell the rights to his likeness, thus allowing Hollywood to portray him however they best see it. Thank you for that one here. Let me run through these. All right, shout out to our brother. Leon L says, protect your meat, fellas. I got kicked off of three gig apps in the last year for being too arrogant and reckless. He says, hit me with the buzzer. What happened there? What is gig apps? Oh, man, what happened? You were arrogant and reckless? Guys, got to watch out there. Got to watch out there. You don't like oversized women. That's all you can get. So don't tell me you like it. That's all you can afford. So that's let's, that's neither here nor there. Shout out to Kaylin says, Vanessa Bryant has to still be the most notable housewife in Newport Beach. That's a status symbol. Well, she's not well liked in that community. All right. Mainly because she, before, before, trust me, she was not well liked because she was very um, standoffish. All right, no government name says between sales and YouTube is one better than the other, or should people explore both options for achieving financial success? I think it's up to you, really. To be honest with you, it's up to you. Um, eventually, it will take you a point where you learn what you want to do. You're going to learn what you want to do, and then you're going to apply it. You're going to apply it to yourself. But, you know, you guys got to fill it out. I've had 100 different jobs. 100 different jobs. Shout out to Kevin says, hey, coach, can you make? Okay, I already got that one already. The um, JC says, coach, you a mess. All right, JC also says, in my opinion, it is much easier for women to work on their career in their 30s. Okay, I said that when MC Hamster says, what matters is she follows your lead. Facts. Facts. Uncle Mel says, Kevin's interview with men really were the worst long-lived CGA. And that's why I'm, when I stopped watching him, he stopped taking calls from men. I mean, men are hard-headed. You guys always have to learn by hitting your head. That's the worst part about being a man. You don't want to listen. You know better than everybody else. And then you'll get humbled and hit your head. And you'll have to learn how to recover. Most men learn by hitting their head. And the fact that is modern men today, modern men today know more and got less. I mean, it's ridiculous. These young men today don't have shit to their name or any goddamn reputation at all and got so much to say about anybody else out here, especially other men. That is the real part about it. But y'all going to learn. Oh, you going to learn. You're going to learn, and when you learn, it's going to be a painful lesson, unfortunately. <laughs> it's going to be a painful-ass lesson. But he, I, as far as I remember, Kevin Samuels cut men off from calling in. And by the way, who wants to hear about that shit? <laughs> Nobody wants to hear other men's bullshit. Not even him. Not even I. Lucifer says 100%. Coach going gangster. Get him, coach. 100% Delroy Simpson says, coach with the Hill Pro Bowl, looking like the Miz. And look, guys don't want that. Y'all guys want the feel good, me hammering women. Guys, I can, ha I can come on here and tell you where to get over on women, to manipulate them, to out overcome them. It don't matter until you apply it. 
It don't matter to you apply it. And if you think you're going to avoid women on this earth, I don't care what type of monk mode you live in. You're going to have to learn how to deal with women. In your world, you think that you could just disappear from women. Your guys are crazy. You think women just not going to be a part of your life no more. What? You're going to have to learn to deal with them because they're always ever present. They're always available to, not even just in relationships. You're going to have to learn to deal with them. At the grocery store, not get a Karen jumping on your neck. You're going to have to talk a Karen down. I don't care what kind of monk mode you got. You're going to deal with women on the bus, on the tube, the subway. You're going to deal with them. Uber drivers. <laughs> They'll find you at this. Just sitting over there, I'm going to avoid, unless you're Ted Kaczynski, you're going to uh, deal with women. You're going to deal with them. So you better learn how to deal with them. Better learn what to say, what not to say, how long to say, and keep that shit moving. I need money says most don't even put money away for company matching. They don't. They don't. So these 401k people, YouTube is the best. Learn how to develop malware from YouTube. That's some serious game. Yep, your family, your mother, your sisters, your aunts, your cousins, your granny. You're not avoiding women. That, that is not going to be the best, best way to avoid and get through life. You need to learn how to manage expectations. Because that is where you're going to win. Manage their expectations. So if you want to deal with them sparingly, learn how to cut their conversations off. Because they will go motor mouth on you. They just have no understanding on how to keep things at a, a minimum. FD33, I thought the RP was about self-improvement. Why is it always talking about women and sex? Because you can't avoid it. Because that's how you're going to get people. If I titled this video, if I titled this video, and this is where people don't understand. If I titled this video, do you want to be an entrepreneur or do you want to work in tech? Guess what's going to happen? Nobody going to click on it. The biggest issue and the most important thing a man's going to do is their mate selection. Self-improvement is a joke. Any of these goofy-ass red pill content creators that transitioned into self-improvement, their channels flopped. What's wrong with you hard-headed-ass ninjas? Their channels flopped. <laughs> what is wrong with people? Your most important decision, the biggest penalty you're going to face in this world is women and sex. That's going to affect whatever self-improvement you're on. Why not just let them be so we can focus on ourselves? Because this ain't the real world. That's not the real world. You're not avoiding women. <laughs> we live in the real world. Go walk outside. Get off your keyboard. Get off your keyboard. And walk outside, and you're going to see women. What world do you live in? Whether they're ignoring you or talking to you, it don't matter. They're going to be out there. That's like going to Popeye's Chicken and trying to avoid cockroaches. They're in there. 
So be ready when they, when they start scattering. Allegedly. And when you don't prepare for them and they find your monkey ass, if you're not ready for it, you're going to get got. Look at uh, DJ Academics. You're going to get got. They will find your monkey ass at some point. <laughs> Go outside and get off this internet right now. Walk out there. They there, bruh. <laughs> Self-improvement. Uh, the Guys, I'm going to tell you one more time. The biggest decision you're going to make in your life is not a job. It's not buying a car. It's not buying a house. It's mate selection. By far, it's not close. Your mate selection. If you pick the wrong mate, it'll affect you for 20 to 80 years. If you pick the wrong job or pick the wrong workout or pick the wrong nutrition plan, it might not affect you for that long. It's not going to affect you for that long. It might hurt you a little bit and damage you a little bit. You picked the wrong piece of pussy. <laughs> a rap. 20 to 80 years. I, I mean, 5 to 80 years. It costs you way. You picked the wrong job. You'll at least make some money. You picked the wrong woman. You pick the wrong woman, it'll affect you for the rest of your days, the rest of your natural fucking life. You know why? If you have kids with a woman, that woman's with you forever. Whether she a deadbeat mama, a supportive mama, a wife, an ex-wife, she's ever-present. Every day, you will think of her whether you live with her or not. Every day, you must take her considerations whether you live with her or not. She matters to you all the time. You pick the wrong woman. You could go to jail. You pick the wrong woman. You could lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? That going to affect you way more than your goofy-ass workout plan. Coach, give me a workout plan. You do it for two weeks. You injure your arm. Yeah, okay. You pick the wrong woman. It's a lifetime sentence. That's why people worry about it. <laughs> it's life or death. Even when you dead, this woman could come out and tell plenty of cash shit about you, talk shit about you, and you dead. <laughs> All right, come on, man. Look at your grandpapa. Look at your grandpapa. Look at what he started. He picked a woman, and look at us now. <laughs> your grandpapa fucked one woman, and look at us now. All of us are here. You think that wasn't? You think that wasn't a big decision? Biggest decision of your life. You better, you better judge it as such. <laughs> Shout out to Agent Machine. Oh, wait a minute. JC says, great show. 
today, Coach. The entrepreneur segment was motivating, but Coach, it's tax season. I should be helping the white pogs carry the groceries. 100%. Agent Machine says, for the CGA defibrillator fund, I got uh, something. I've died, or I got something dying. He says, women, family members, I've checked in. They resist to their dying breath. I take the pain and leave them. He says, your streams help keep the fog and rage away. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, somebody says, uh, the doctor says, please stop giving um, attention and credence to those who harass you. Focus on those of us who truly appreciate your content. Thank you very much, brother. These guys are super chatting these messages. These guys are super chatting these messages. But in the end of the day, um, if I can get rid of all punk ass guys, I would. It, 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 if I could avoid, I'll, I'll take on women before these punk ass guys. I mean, these punk ass guys need to go. And by the way, just to let you know, if you think you got it bad now, thank you, Dr. Uh, Dean. Uh, if you think you got it bad now, guys, it used to be way worse than for you guys. It used to be way worse. But a lot of these guys out here, man, are so disillusioned. And it's sad to see. Because the Mitch community is ever growing right now. Shout out to Lucifer says, put them weak ninjas in check, coach. We, we have a weak male problem. We have a weak male problem. The, our problem with women is weak men. <laughs> That's our problem with women is weak men, period. You don't know how to be men. And you letting these women run all over you with these goofy ass ideas. Put them in check, please. It's not that hard. They're shit testing you. They ain't going to do any of this shit that they talking about. And you keep bending over at will. And I'm talking about you CEOs, human resource department, psychologists, all of you guys. Weak men are the problem by far. Women getting over because of weak men. <laughs> They're not getting over because they stronger than us and they just beating us. They're getting over because weak men. That's why. And no, you don't got to curse them out. All you got to do is outperform them, and it's natural. And then don't give them access to you. The minute you do that, L. <laughs> Trust me, I've been there, done that. I only had to learn once, and I ain't never doing it again. You give up the leverage, it's a loss. <laughs> it's too many weak men out here. So, guys, it's not to be angry at women. It's not to berate them and belittle them. It's useless. You're better than them already. You actually won the genetic lottery. They do have value. Not saying they don't have any value. You won the genetic lottery. But it's going to be tough for you. It's not going to be handed to you. Everything they get mostly is handed to them. 
mostly by weak men. And I'm not talking about $500 here and $200 there. I'm talking about their whole existence. Not many of them can live without a man. You can live without a woman. <laughs> they cannot live without a man. There's going to be somebody um, supporting them. A man, a husband, spouse, partner, a father, a, an employer, a government, a government entity, a pimp, a sugar daddy, a boss. They gonna need one. <laughs> they need one. They ain't out here by themselves, guys. You, on the other hand, you can leave your mother. You don't need your mother. You can learn how to fold clothes. You can pay a woman to fold clothes. You can marry a woman and tell her to fold clothes. You can fold the clothes yourself. <laughs> you can clean your house. You can hire a woman to clean your house and tell her to leave. You marry a woman, tell her to clean the house. You got options out here. You can start your own business. They don't start their own business. You can start your own. They start businesses, but they don't support multiple people. They might support two to five people at best. A man, you can start a business, hire 500 people. <laughs> it's crazy, man. You got so much advantage. The problem is you're weak. You're weak to Punani. You're weak to booty cheeks. Some of y'all weak to Duke shoot. I don't know what it is about you guys in booty, but it's out of control. Anyway, it's out of control. Yep, you can defend yourself. You can get out of a fight. You can get out of a firefight. <laughs> you can get, there's many things we can do. We can stop, we can stop a car. I mean, there's so many things we can do on our own. It's, it's to the point where I don't know where y'all actually trying to pile up these L's. But then I'm hearing crying guys. Well, why can't I get my own personal woman and why can't I get this? But then when I give you the solution, you don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do that. Guys don't want to work it today. And uh, yeah, the reason, uh, the reason why women are the way they are is guys are acting like women. Guys are acting like women. You guys want the world handed to you like it's handed to women. We hand the world to women on the silver platter. You want the same thing. You're not equal to them. That's not how it works. It's never worked that way. Twin A, these ninjas would rather blame women for their problems instead of working out or working hard to make money. No accountability. They're going to throw up every excuse. Well, I got diabetes and I got this. I got a thyroid. You ninjas want to talk about racism. I can't make money because act like you think money's going to just show up. Trust me, money doesn't just show up. 
And life is the easiest any man has ever lived in this existence. Life is the easiest. And we make it harder and harder on ourselves every single day by coming up with a hundred excuses as to why you cannot get in position. Meanwhile, you smoking weed and laying up with broads, fat women at that. It's a disgrace. <laughs> Freedom Podcast. Uh, talk about applying. He says, I did apply for the blue chip mindset paid four months in advance on my rent. Thank you for the knowledge you're giving us free agent lifestyle for life. 100%. Congratulations. It's a life changer. Reggie's in the building. Shout out to you. We literally have been the, we got the best case scenario. Today, we don't even have to marry a woman to get a little bit of pleasure. We used to have to marry a woman, date her, court her, out in public, be in arranged marriages, fight in wars. But now we out here crying over these women, <laughs> right? They doing this, coach, and they don't want to do that. You guys realize that natural selection does work. Natural selection does work. If you want a certain quality, to not exist, you can breed it out of existence. So whatever quality you don't like in women, you can breed it out of them. You don't have to pick them. You don't have to live with them. You don't have to have sex with them. You don't have to make babies with them. But no, you're too weak. So now all of these qualities that you like, for some reason, these are the women with the most children. But you want to jump on the internet and you want to talk about these women, but they got the most kids. Make it make sense. They got the most attention on the internet. They got the most thirst comments. They got the biggest mouths. And the most damn kids. <laughs> Whatever quality you don't like, you simply breed it out. But no. <laughs> anyway. But her booty, coach. Yes. Guys are addicted to booty. And it's rather disgusting. Because if you think about it, there's some rainbow shit associated with that too. If that's what you're going to go with, that's what you're going to go with. You guys have no pipe control whatsoever. It's a disgrace. And you spend your time trying to control women. And guys, do you guys realize that they are controlled by proxy, by relationship? They're controlled. You don't even have to say anything to them. They're basically restricted already. You can control them by ignoring them. Not trying to put into the, I'm going to tell you what to do. No, 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 no. You guys are, I, I, I find it just odd. You're making more work. Hey, if The more you control a person, the more that person controls you. The more you control the person, the more that person controls you. If you're in charge of a prison, you have to manage the prisoners. There's no benefit in, you know, for the minorities in this situation. You don't get any cool points. 
for getting through life, learning how to control women at all. All right, I know in your little culture that means something. It means nothing to people actually doing stuff in this world. It means zero. So I got my girl in check. It means nothing. But in your world, you want to have a dream existence of this happening. Sorry for the long podcast. Uh, but, you know, if I lose a few subscribers over this, listen, these numbers mean nothing to me, to be honest with you. Um, I do like to see certain number on my live stream um, to tell me that I'm hitting on the right area. Interesting topics. But none of these subscribers numbers mean nothing to me. So, but if you can't deal with it, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right, let me do these two and then we're going to get up out of here. Uh, Mar says, it's beyond easy to avoid women. Just don't talk to them. Now, avoiding sex or seeing women is impossible. Problem is men want sex. Yep. And it can be gotten. It can be gotten. I tell you every week how it can be gotten. But you guys don't want to get it that way. I'm just like, hey, it is what it is. And most of it is because you broke. <laughs> so that's why it is. In your world, you, oh, well, something's wrong with that. Somebody told me only 5% of black men have passports. But they're going to be passport bros. Ninja, it ain't a solution. I mean, it's great. Right, shout out to those guys. But not enough of y'all going to be able to get up and go. So what now? And then free pussy costs the most. So y'all trying to get it as free as you possibly can, and you impregnating the worst possible women who are the ones out here cocking their legs open for free. Can y'all make it make sense? Again, the numbers game. Ninjas that run game. How stupid are you? You guys play a numbers game, and then tell me you have a 3% chance at best to get a woman. Well, what woman you going to get? A whore and a skeezer. And then you're going to knock those women up. <laughs> are, you fit, are you putting two and two together? Same woman got two kids by two other niggas, and you out here saying you won. Guys, do you guys, are you putting it together? The worst women are the ones you're getting. For free. This is the worst. <laughs> you guys are some dummies. Where are these game ninjas at? You guys are stupid. You're stupid. The women opening it up the easiest are the worst ones. Then next, 25 years later. <laughs> J. Cool. Being alive gives me an advantage, something folks who were never born and will never be a born are able to do. Shout out to you. And yes, that's where we're at. <laughs> he says, yes, only 5%. I think Americans just don't have passports. Americans don't, uh, Americans don't have passports. So the idea of getting a passport is unnecessary. We can have free travel across the United States, 3,500 miles. It's almost unnecessary. Go to Mexico, you don't need a passport. You don't need a passport. You can get to Mexico all the way up. Mexico is large, too. You can get to Mexico all the way up to the United States, 48 states, essentially 48 countries, 
it's almost unnecessary to have it just to, okay, I'm going to go see the Eiffel Tower. I mean, you don't really need one. Thus, most Americans don't get one because we can freely travel. Europe, on the other hand, that's different. Their, their, their land mass is made up quite different where they have a separate country, a separate country, a separate country. So they tend to have a great necessity for something like a passport. So it's not that you're um, a less of a person for not having one. It's that we can freely travel from state to state, state to state. And, dude, we, I've been to 49 states out of the 50. It's an impossible mission. You'll never even rarely beat, get 10 in your entire lives. So it's not a necessity. You don't need that. If you live in California or Texas, it, you can go eight hours from border to border. And never leave and, and see a lot of stuff. So it's not really a necessity like that. So to kind of tell people that they are going to get one. Uh, Canada as well. Canada as well. Do you? I think you. I thought you needed a passport to get into Canada. Uh, but. um, And even in the Virgin Islands. You could go to. I think Puerto Rico, Belize. The Virgin Islands. um, The U.S. Virgin Islands. Possibly Jamaica. I, I'm not sure. But you can even go to the um, Caribbean areas, certain certain Caribbean areas, which Puerto Rico is part of the United States. You could go to Hawaii. You don't need a passport. So a lot of Americans never get one. There's really not a great need. So for the ones that do get one and freely travel, they actually open themselves up to the rest of the world. But this is not going to be, not many people are going to get one and as we know, then that solution is not available to them. But I would say get one. Get one and travel. He says you don't need it, but it is the best to have one indeed, especially if you're going back and forth between, yeah, Mexico. I would tell everybody get one. Everybody needs to get one. Get the, get the passport. All right, uh, get your passaporte. Last one I think I got, and then we could get out of here. Cesar says mortgages went from $900 to $1,400 this year. He says, I only make it, I only make $1,200 renting it. He says, I only got $3. All right, right here. That's what you said? Yeah, man, it's crazy. That's crazy, man. Look, we out of here, brothers, man. Shout out to y'all. I'm going to go take my blood pressure now. But um, in my world, the, what I do here, my biggest competition or my biggest, my biggest problems of what I do, unfortunately, are men. I have little concern. Women don't interrupt me. Women don't try to make me prove my point 15 times. Men don't try to make me compete against other content creators. There is no competition. All right, trust me, I was popular before even your, the other ones were popular. Right? All the guys you guys hold as a holy grail, I was more popular than them years ago. All right. And I passed up a lot of ninjas on the way. All right, and not just popularity in numbers, popularity in what I'm talking about. Perfected this shit. But I don't hear a lot of women squawking in here. I hear a lot of men squawking. Take these lessons and make something of yourself if you can. If not, please watch my shows. I cover enough sources and information to get this message across. And I've been doing this almost nonstop for five years. I've seen everything. I've covered it. Shout out to the coach gang. We out. Peace.